Ahoy mateys, this is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. For the men of the seagrass, 15 miles out tonight, a warm hello. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. Now, in the meantime, relax with me while I play this song from the Coupe de Ville's, dedicated just to you. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 128. Welcome to the Buzz Kill Podcast for today. Yeah, the details are a bit foggy. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, we're talking about salty semen. In the fog. In the fog. <laughs> I wanted to use that as an episode title so bad. Oh, uh, we but, <laughs> but in big, bold letters, I just don't want salty semen. Like, that could, weird search things could come up. Like, <laughs> we're going to be associated with, like, salty semen everywhere. <laughs> We'd probably get a lot of hits. Uh, and hit on. What do we got to do? <laughs> our, our, uh, our follows on Tinder would go way up. Ooh, they would. <laughs> and grinder. And grinder. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, you signed, made a Busco podcast grinder now? Um, He's working on it. Oh, yeah. It, it's for pepper grinders, though. Oh, oh. We, <laughs> we got we to gotta get our uh, our logo changed to have us shirtless first. And oh, then, yes. Yeah, and then we'll being, be good. Being, being chased nice. by a giant dick monster. <laughs> Can I wear the costume? I'll be the giant dick monster. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, it's sold. Um, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And in the hot seat once again, we have Mr. Jansen Pants. Oh, I was going to say I was Stevie Wayne. Oh. oh missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I mean, I don't know that you can do the voice, though. It's here. Yeah, you got to do... Me, no, give, me, give, it, give, give us me, your give, best sleepy voice. Your best Stevie Wayne. It, I, I can't do other voices. Oh, I just, I'm sake. Stevie Wayne after a lifetime of smoke. <laughs> What's up? It's Stevie Wayne. It's sexy Steve. Coming, coming at you from the top of the world. <laughs> from the top of the world. This message goes out to the seagrass out there on the bay. Can anybody help my son? This voice was very sexy back in the day. That's why I have a son. All right, this bit's going on way too... What's going on? What are you doing? Uh, my delete button is <laughs> stuck down. It's just deleting everything. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe hit the button to try to stop it? What the... It just deleted everything. Oh, no. Anyway. There's got to be an undo button. Oh, wait, button, Jim's, right? James just disappeared. Wasn't that the, uh, the old Alex episode when Alex was on and he was doing some graphic design? What's that delete button doing? Oh, and James nice died pull. because he disappeared. See this? Pull. All right. Uh, well, you, you remember the old days. Oh, yeah. I've I, drank all of those out of my head at this point. I think I got all the important stuff here still. So, anyway, <laughs> what's going on? What have you guys been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just, uh, you know. No, I don't know. That's why I asked. <laughs> I've, actually, I've, actually, I've actually been with you for most of it. Have so. you? Mm-hmm. See, I just, I, I, you're so immemorable to me. <laughs> Is that even a word? I made it up just for right now. Yeah, always, I just you always make fun of me when I make up words. <clears throat> no, I make fun of you when you misuse the word prolific all the time. <laughs> am I am I prolific in that? Yes. Oh yeah, actually you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, last week has just been a, a an amalgamation of school again and 
crap and work. That's my life is my life is just charming. School right now. and crap and work. <laughs> it's pretty All much right. it in that exact order. What have you been nice. up to, Jay? Oh, just been been doing things, man. I did some organizing. Bought some new shelves. Yeah, and Put man. some things up. Place looks good. Got, thank you. I got rid of some stuff, some old chairs. So I, I have a story about this real quick, right? right? So I threw a bunch of stuff out. Is this a stool that you wanted me to remind that, you of? That stool, that bar stool. Okay. Right? <laughs> All right. So that bar stool has been in the studio for years mm-hmm. and since i started it when i was 14 years old i've had that right mm-hmm. and i was like well it's getting a little bit wobbly i don't feel like fixing i'm just gonna throw this thing out so i threw it at at the trash by this big trash area um at, at where we live at and um at the trash area by our complex right and so then my lovely fiance and I went out for the evening. We're gone till the wee hours of the night doing our doing our thing up on the town. And uh, I come back later and I'm like, I, we drive past. I go, hey, I know that stool. It was still sitting out there, you know. And I'm like, man, like, I'm going to miss that stool. I've had it for forever, you know. <laughs> we re- record guitars in the booth. It's, it's, a, it's a part of history here. I think I've always sat on that stool to record my bass lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, did, so did Jimmy Von Sex. Oh, yeah. Him and, too, yeah. And so we He's finally better pulled bass player than I am. <laughs> We finally pull back up to our place and put the car in park, getting ready to go inside to go to bed. And I go, man, I really want that stool. So she's like, just go get it. And so I drive back and as pick it up, get it back in the car. And we're driving back to to go back to our to our house. And um, she goes, oh my god. You just garbage picked your own garbage. <laughs> and I did. I garbage picked my own garbage. It was awesome. I love it. That's classy. That's a classy way to do it. Now, now there's even more of a story to it. Yeah. See that? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so good. Cool, cool. Well, what have well, you been up to, Jansen, since well, the last time we saw you? I, my wife and I are actually buying a house. Oh. Yeah. We, Sounds like so much fun. It's not. Uh, so uh, right now, when I say we're buying a house, I'm being a little premature from that. We have been told... She's used to that, though, right? <laughs> we're, we, we're not supposed to talk about that. But uh, we have been told that they have signed the offer. We're just waiting for it to be sent to us. But the, the selling realtor or realtor is in Cancun. <laughs> so he texted us while he was sitting in customs, like, sitting in customs, we'll email it to you when I get to the resort. And that was hours ago. He must have gotten distracted by the by a check-in drink or something, like, oh, I might as well have a drink and or so he, now. Or he doesn't or, have a head anymore. I was just saying, or he got, <laughs> Why is he going to Mexico? He, he got abducted. That's actually what happened. <laughs> oh, I hope not. We've been, we've been going through the ringer with these people because uh, we put an offer down, and they shot back and like, oh, we provided a our own home inspections, so we don't want you to get the opportunity to have your own. Uh, and that, that seems like there might be something wrong with the house, right? <laughs> and it's one of those things where the home inspection that they did, like it's legit, like it's a good job. But I've only been in the house for twenty minutes, and the home inspection gives me an hour to spend in the house at least, where I get to look at the place, I get to know its biggest flaws and if i find that there's anything that's a deal breaker mm-hmm. i get to cut the deal i get to keep my money he gets to sleep in their bed mm-hmm. he gets to eat their food out of their refrigerator mm-hmm. like he, play yeah, with it play with their dog jerk jerk mm-hmm. off in their bathroom <clears throat> yeah Ho- hopefully that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a that's the important stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's a good sink it trains well <laughs> <laughs> 
This wall is uh, very fuckable. I, I, I like it. Oh my gosh! But they they just kept pushing back on it, and the more somebody pushes me to not be able to have the safety of confidence in the house, I'm like, no, I want to be able to look. So we've been back and forth all day, and we finally got got them to agree to the terms, at least verbally. We're just waiting for the paperwork, and it's just, oh, it's but, stressful. But now your realtor is either hammered, drunk, or being beaten with a hammer. <laughs> one, one of those things. <laughs> there are three guys there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, funny story. Uh, Vito calls me the other day, and mm-hmm. he goes, you guys talk about this video on the show <clears throat> oh, all God. the time. He didn't watch it, of did he? three guys, blah, blah, blah. He goes, like, I feel like it's so prolific. I feel like I need to watch it. I go, no, do not watch it. <laughs> no, yeah. Vito, you would never you'd never recover yeah, if, if you watched that if video. If you're listening right now, I'd, like... <clears throat> I'd say I'd say most normal people it would ruin your life. We we never We're, even spoke about it on the show for a long time. We wouldn't even say that the yeah. name. We would just cut it out, and then it just came out recently. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, it. Uh, sorry about that. Because it got pretty close <laughs> to ruining my life. It was. I, it's not a pleasant thing. Like I said, there's nothing that makes me feel sick. I can watch the goriest of gore, even mm-hmm. like live videos on TV of people getting injured and stuff. Right. And I I just I felt extremely sick, and oh, I had to shut yeah. it off. Oh gosh. Well, so next week we're uh, <clears throat> going to do three guys one hammer. That's, that's, that's to make sure watch and catch up. And, we're uh, actually going to recreate it live. Spoiler: hey, Jansen, you want to come back on the show? Sure. What, sure. What are we talking about? While eating, we're the first one to hurl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so this week, uh, if you haven't been able to tell, uh, what? Nothing. What? I haven't been doing anything this week. Never mind. <laughs> you guys realize you do this to me every week. I, because I, you never do I, anything. I go through and I go, hey, what have you guys been up to? And, like, and, and then, then I no, usually come back and say, what about you, James? No reciprocity. We always whatsoever. forget to care for dad. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about it. All right. All right. <laughs> so what did you do, James? Nothing. I'm not going to go on. This is going to be real boring for all these people out here. Let's just sit here and stare at each other. I went to a Red Wings game. That's something. I went to a Red Wings game. All right. Oh, I also... It's uh, not much of something this year, but... I thought you earned your Red Wings a long time ago. <laughs> I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, I donated to my first Kickstarter today. Oh. Ever. Oh. For a knife. Oh. Detroit, oh. Detroit, thought, Detroit-based company, Wesson Knives. I thought maybe... Very for, excited about it. I thought it was like a new hair treatment. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing that can help this. <laughs> Not even mustard. <laughs> oh, that's something we did. Yeah, you need to well, talk actually, about we got to talk about that. So, uh, young Michael here just despises mustard. Like, I've actually seen him vomit. When he ate mustard before, because uh-huh. I made him eat it. Because he did not believe me. Because I didn't believe him. At a, at a friend's housewarming party <laughs> at a in his brand housewarming. new kitchen all over his sink. And then Mike oh, puked in the sink just from like a little, it was like a little quarter sized thing of uh, of mustard. So how did it even start? I told you that I would puke if I ate it and you didn't believe me. No, no, no. How, <laughs> how, did, how did this whole oh. Snapchat thing start? It started with it you, started didn't with it? It started with me. Occasionally, oh. we'll, we'll do something with mustard randomly out of the blue duh, to make Mikey feel uncomfortable, you mm-hmm. know, or send him the a things, video of something. The things that you did, I'm not kidding you, and you can ask my girlfriend because she was watching them with me, literally made me gag. The, the, uh, it was the second one that you did. What, what was oh, the, well, 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 let's, see, let's start from the so beginning Sarah here. Sarah and I were cooking dinner and we decided we had some apples and she's like, I bet barbecue sauce would be good on an apple. And I'm like, ugh, put some mustard on it. The barbecue sauce was awesome yeah. on there, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds good. And I was like, put yeah. some mustard. And she's like, no, that's gross. And I was like, <laughs> I want this banana, but I want it covered in mustard. So, oh, I, so I hot-dogged the banana with the mustard. I did the squiggly lines. And Snapchatted himself doing it. Putting the mustard on and taking a big bite it out of looked, it. And I, it looked like VD. 
Like that's what it, <laughs> that's what it looked like. And I sent it to Mike and James, and, yeah. I, and I was like, "Oh, this one's for Mike." It said in the caption. And oh. so and so I, I I took the I took I took Justin's lead there, and I I poured myself a shot glass full of mustard. And <laughs> I Snapchatted myself saying, hey, I like your style, Jay. <laughs> Cheers to you, bud. And I took this huge shot of mustard and I had to like, I had to like put it up above my mouth and tap the bottom of the glass so that the mustard would like glop I'm into re- my oh mouth. My I'm reliving this right now in my head and it's just as bad <clears throat> the second time You look so around. uncomfortable So right then now. Justin oh. texted me and he's like, he's like, did you send that to Mike? I go, hell yeah, I did. He's like, all right, well, I got to one-up it. So this one almost made me sick. It was disgusting. All right. So I'm like, man, what can I do? And so I was like, I, I decided to go into the bathroom, pull open the drawer where I keep my toothbrush at while filming, put my toothbrush on the counter, and just load it up with mustard as if it were toothpaste and proceed to brush my teeth. <laughs> my, my, gag, my gag reflex was in full effect at this point. I'm not kidding oh you. I had to look away. Like I, I, I gave the phone oh, to I, I almost Christian. did too. I, I like looked away. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't. So, uh, so, and then I decided to finish it off. I figured I needed to one-up Jay. So, I, uh, I was heading over to Mike's later that night. I hadn't taken a shower yet that Which, day. At so, first, I thought I was getting a nice shower video from you. Well, you were. I was, very, I was very excited. So I Snapchatted myself <laughs> in the shower, just letting the, the water run on my hair. And then I took a bottle of mustard and just squeezed <laughs> mustard all over the top of my head. And then I <laughs> tilted my face up and squeezed it all over my face and then rubbed it in. Here's a fun fact. Mustard really stings when you put Good. it on your scalp. Good. And it not serves just, you well. And not just uh not just in the like not just at, at that moment. Like my my scalp stung for the rest of the night. Good. Fuck you. <laughs> but but at the same time I, you... I feel like I have new growth. So I don't know what it was <laughs> about that that tingly stinging feeling. I think that there was it was sparking new growth. So and then give so it that, a try. That and was Snapchat a, yourself doing it. Send yeah. it to him. <laughs> that, so that was a huge Mustard one up on challenge. me. And I'm like, man, I have to top James with this one more time. What can I do? But my uh, my fiance wouldn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually have an idea? <laughs> What's that? Did you actually have an idea? No, no. I have. Oh. I, I have. mean, I got my brain goes to crazy places. M- like, mustard lube. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, I just, that's why she said no. <laughs> the, the big finish or something, you know? Just <laughs> squeeze the bottle of mustard. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> that would have been so funny. Oh, classic. Uh, I need that. You guys on Snapchat. I, um, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, All right, well, off, speaking man. of things that make Mike almost puke, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I didn't write down the name of that Canadian flag from Justin's correction last week. Ah, uh, yes. It's called the Red Ensign. The uh, Red Ensign? Yeah, that's what it's actually called. It says, okay. uh, which, which, little, little. Canadian uh, history lesson for you. Yeah, save uh, it. Which, although it was never Canada's official flag, uh, it served as Canada's recognized flag before being replaced by the maple f- maple leaf flag in 1965. Nice. So that would be why it's on the money because it's like that old school. Because they got the because they have the Queen on their money still. Mm-hmm. No. Don't save of, the Queen. Bunch of idiots. Um, we said that uh, Henry was released in theaters theatrically in '85. That was false. Uh, Henry was shot in '85. It hit the festival circuit in '86, but it wasn't until 19. 19- that it got its limited theatrical release. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. Th- um, I, didn't, I didn't think we said uh, we did. theatrical release. I listened release. to it like five times to make sure that um, we had gotten it wrong. Okay. Uh, and then also, this is not a correction as much as something that I wanted to say last week that I didn't get around to saying okay. for some reason. But we were talking about uh, Zodiac. Yeah. And um, and we're talking about uh, Tashi. 
Yeah. Right? That was Zodiac, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, yes. right? Yeah. So apparently, a young George Lucas loved Tashi, mm-hmm. the journalist. Like, he was following, I guess, that, that back in the day or something sure, yeah. or whatever. And does the name Tashi ring any bells? Uh, is it in one of the... I was going to go get some power converters at Tashi's, or Tashi Station. Oh, really? Apparently, <laughs> the myth is that Tashi Station is actually named after Tashi from the Zodiac uh, case. Well, probably not even a myth, right? I'm just saying, though. I, I read about it, whatever, I, and aside from George Lucas saying it, I mean, I have no idea where that came from, right. but apparently that's a thing. Huh, cool. And, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. I uh, have a correction, actually. <gasps> oh, no. And so last week was the Oscars, right? Yes. And and I believe the the um, stupid fact of the day I did was the about the Oscars that week, right? Oh, was it wood. Uh, the wood? The yes. wooden was, was that this past week? The, the Woodies. Yes. I don't remember yeah. if it was this past time or, or before that. No, but it wasn't. I, I found out that I did a little research on that myself and found out that they weren't actually made of wood during that time. They were actually made of the Oscars during World War II were made of painted plaster. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. And they did that for three years, where they uh, used painted plaster, and then after that time, the uh, winners who had the won the plaster Oscars were allowed to uh, turn in and receive a real Oscar at that point. So there was never a time where they were they were wood? Not that I could find. So this was on the actual Oscars website on their facts. Oh, okay. Um, another correction is Jay actually said that last week's fact of the day was going to be correct, <laughs> unlike the week previous. So that was wrong. So that's a correction. It was, in fact, wrong. <laughs> Jay, you're 0 for 2 for the last hey, two weeks. I was, I'm right. It's facts. <laughs> America. <laughs> All right. Um, James. Yeah. What are we doing this week? Oh, okay. What well, are we um, What are we? So this week we are talking about uh, The Fog from 1980. Baby. Baby. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you can't do it. Flipping the fucking oh, script. God. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Need to collect myself. Hold on. Um. So we're talking about The Fog from 1980, the classic John Carpenter film. What are you doing? Taking Don't a picture. Snapchatting us. You are, you're a, a good loser. photographer. <laughs> I am a good photographer. You're ruining the moment. <laughs> and also The Fog from 2005. We're yes. going to do a little bit of a compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. So we'll probably talk about Which them turns all, out, all mumbled and jumbled, like all mixed up together. I've <laughs> seen both multiple times. You have? You had never seen I've never seen the one the from remake. 2005. Jancy Pants has never seen the original. Oh, my. So, uh... And it's been a long time since I saw the remake, too, so... so we and got... i got to be honest with you. Jansen's opinion on both of these movies is 100% wrong. You had to bring that up now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so we're talking about the fogs. <laughs> the, the fogs. The fogs. And, uh... To go along with that, Michael went out and got us from Sierra Nevada, Hazy Little Thing IPA. Get it? Because what is fog? If not hazy. If not hazy. Now, I will say this. There are some other brewing companies out there. This is the thing that that really always pisses me off whenever I'm looking for a uh, a beer for the week, which this was James's idea, by the way, uh, this week. Um, Oh, thank you. There there always seems to be one or two beers that are perfect for what we're talking about, but... Either they were limited releases or they're just not available in our area, you know, so you can't get your hands on them. Right. But there always seems to be at least one or two for everything we talk about that would be perfect that I just cannot find. Yeah. Why? Uh, what, there, what is, was the... there was an actual beer called The Fog. Oh, there was? Yeah. I forget what the company was. But. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so this is a Hazy Little Thing IPA from Sierra Nevada. We're constantly brewing new IPAs looking for bold hop flavor with this beer. Oh, <laughs> the period is really small on here. Looking for bold hop flavor. With this beer, our brewers thought it was so good, 
that we decided to serve it straight from the tanks, unfiltered, unprocessed, and raw, to let all the fruit-forward hop flavors shine. The result is a hazy beer with modest bitterness and intense, intense hop character. To some, making an unfiltered hop bomb may seem crazy, but to us, it's a hazy little thing called IPA. Hazy little thing called, called IPA. It's <laughs> <laughs> from Chico, California and Mills River, North Carolina. So let's uh, let's crack these open. Boys. I will say this: uh, this crack is them and jack them. I was not what? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> when uh, when hazy IPAs and New England IPAs um, really started hitting the hitting the market and flooding the market by what two years ago? Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, I was not a fan. Really, I did not like uh, one of the bit more popular ones, at least around our area, was the M forty three. M forty three. You don't like M forty three? Tweed. I've come to appreciate them more, but they are still not my favorites. Oh, weird. Uh, I like that them a being lot. said. This hazy IPA is, I think, easily the best one I've ever had, and it's the cheapest one. So really, it's got two things going for it that are fantastic. It's really good, and I like it a lot, and I drink it quite often. But I'm not gonna say it's the best. I think New, I Eng- think, New I think England style. Well, if you're not a fan, you're not a fan of the that's really what, that's like, what I'm saying, like, like the I juicy IPAs. You're not really into. Um, like I said, I'm getting more. I'm coming more around to them. When it comes to M43, I think it's a flavor thing. Quite frankly, yeah. I just don't think I like, care for the flavor as much as everybody else. Right on, right yeah. on. It, it's a good beer. It's just a little overrated. Yeah, maybe that's maybe, maybe it was overhyped to me too. Yeah. So I went into it just expecting this knock my socks off beer, and I'm just like meh. Hey. Yeah, because I remember when it first came out, everybody was just sending Snapchats about it. It's like it, it's okay, guys. Hey, hey, what? We don't invite you here for your opinions. <laughs> Well, wow. you're supposed to just agree with everything we say, <laughs> even if you have to agree Cheers. with me Cheers. and Mike when we have differing opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys! Mm. Delicioso. Mm, that's damn fine beer. Is delicioso actually a word from another? Yeah, it is. Okay, delicioso. Delicioso. I think it's, it's, I think Italian? it's Italian. Okay, yeah. I, I've always said it, and I didn't know if Frigilli. I was making it up or not. Fragile. It's <laughs> Italian. Fragile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, before you before you get into this, yeah. I actually forgot something. I brought a little treat. Jay, you can't eat this. I'm sorry. Son of a bitch. Uh, this is, have you seen these? I, I saw M and M's. I love all M and M's. So these are to go along with our. It really has nothing to do with what we're drinking or what we're talking about. <laughs> but I just saw these at Walgreens and I had to pick them up. This is Mexican jalapeno peanut M and M's. What? I'm yeah. in. All right, all right. Taste test here. Huh? Take taste test before well, you, we get into you, the. You can you can start on the bleed feed if you want. Nope, nope. No. Nope. We're well, this... eating M and M's. All right. Oh, that's happening. There you go. I'm so intrigued. There you go. I love spicy chocolate. All right, let's give it a go, boys. Hmm. Listen to you guys crunch. Yep. Mm. No spice yet. You picking up any spice? Nope. I, t- I taste the jalapeno, but not the spice. I don't. Nope. Man down. Oh, I got some spice in that one. A little bit. In the back oh, of my okay, tongue. yep. I'm bit. getting it a little bit too now. A little bit. Remember when we said how us that. eating on air is like the worst thing to listen to? Yeah. I'm getting it in the back of my throat a little bit. It's like... It's a, it's like a little tiny little tingling kind I'm of something heat. like the sides of my tongue sort of. Mm-hmm. It's very good. <laughs> Somebody could take this and really edit it to sound <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll work on it. Let's get into the bleed. All feed. right. Um, we got a we got a couple 
<laughs> couple of, <sorry. laughs> we got a couple of deaths uh, to, to get out of the way here. Um, Beverly Owen uh, passed away this week at the age of 81 years old. Now, uh, Beverly Owen, if you don't know the name, I would not hold that against you. Um, she no, played. If you were part of the older generation, you well, might know. Uh, maybe. She played the original Marilyn Munster, mm-hmm. which I believe like she was like the normal kid mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the family. She However, was, she, she was the hot blonde. She only played that role for the first 13 episodes of the original run. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, somebody else took it over. And she ended up like leaving acting to raise her kids, and that was it. No oh, well. um, So like I said, you might remember the character, but maybe not her as that character. Right. But she was the original one, uh, and she passed away, like I said, at the age of 81 years old. Uh, and The Munsters is one of the greatest like horror TV shows ever. It's It, it, it holds up even today. I don't know the last time you watched it was, um, but it really does hold up. It's fantastic. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it all throughout my childhood because I was I always loved Nick at Night and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, and then also, rest in peace this week to Charles Craig. Um, you probably don't know him either. However, uh, he passed away this week at the age of 87. Big, uh, big long life there. Um, he played the television... Just to say it. You know what you were going to say. Big bucket of win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he played in the original Night of the Living Dead. There was a TV news broadcaster mm-hmm. that basically narrated everything that was going on outside of the house they were stuck in. Mm-hmm. He was that newscaster. Yep. Um, he was like an actual like radio personality. So, that, so really, I mean, you could argue it's sort of the most important part of the movie. Quite frankly, yeah. Because you wouldn't really know all what was going on outside. Right. All of their information came through this this man. Um, and he was an actual radio personality that right. George Romero hired uh, locally. So, um, so yeah, rest in peace to Charles Craig. Now, 87, you said? 87. Right. Big old, big old glass of win. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of news this week, uh, but I cherry picked some here for us. Uh, Alien Isolation, which was a um, video game, mm-hmm. actually, uh, that, that told the story of Amanda Ripley, um, Ripley's daughter, mm-hmm. who goes 15 years after she disappeared on the Nostromo, uh, she <clears throat> goes in search of her mother because she had always figured that there was something else that happened to her. Right. Um, that game is absolutely incredible. It is It is one of the very few games that I would turn off all the lights on. Is that the one with the AI alien yes. who can yep. actually adapt yes. to the situations it, and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love so that good. game. I never beat yeah, it. I never it got it. really hard towards the end. At least oh, for me. It was so worth but it to beat up. I, I put lots of hours into that game, and I fucking loved it. It was legitimately scary. Like there, I jumped at part, and that never happens. <laughs> this is that game where if you had the um, the Xbox, uh, the Kinect or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the, mo- the, 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 oh, yeah. the motion sensor thing, you could turn that on, and it, with the microphone, if there was something loud in the room, the alien would hear the, the sound. Mm-hmm. If you're, so you actually have to sit if, in the room like If the lights quiet. turned on, it would yep. pick up lights. It, would, it was it would completely immersive. It yeah, was that's really, super really cool. cool. I, I tried that, and then I was like, screw this. This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I never had the Kinect, so I could never try it. But uh, anyway, um, the Alien Isolation animated digital series is premiering on IGN and IGN's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, it's already going to be out. Trailer's up right now. It looks really good. Apparently what this is, is it's the cutscenes from the game. Mm-hmm. And then they added to it to fill the narrative. That's cool. Which I think is actually a really smart idea. Because yep. I've always thought a lot of these games, they have these really engaging stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see more of the cutscenes. Like, I watch them for the, the, the story. I want to see that fleshed out story. Right. So this is actually really cool. And being that I never beat the game, I will actually see the end of that story now. Yep. Um. I think that's actually a really smart thing to do to, to, to tell a story. Sure. You know, it's a good narrative 
thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's a great Plus, idea. it brings that story to people who might not be gamers, you know? Sure. Could bring yeah. people back to the game. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, Neil Marshall's Hellboy was, as promised, given an hard R rating, all which right. is what everybody was hoping they were going to stick to, because we all know how the MPAA is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and studios are, quite frankly. Uh, David Harbour, who plays... Yeah, the, I mean, um, it really wouldn't be the MPAA. Like, if you want to go for an R rating, you can get an R rating. It's just that a lot of companies will will bend and go for the PG-13, thinking that yeah. they're going to get... Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's better true. viewership That's or something. That's what I like meant, that. but I didn't actually say that. Um, David Harbour, who uh, is stepping into the uh, the big guy's shoes this time around, likens it to a horror film with the amount of blood, gore, and cursing there is in it. Nice. All I can hope is for some hell girl titties. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Makes Hellboy real horny. Or some. Uh, get it? Get it? Get it? But then, right. he, but then he cuts him off. That's oh. you know what? That just took a weird turn. Yeah. I don't Back like track. the message there. <laughs> um. I'd even settle for some Hellboy dick. Like, that's that's fine with me. Horny! <laughs> Who says that's settling? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we did our uh, a Look Ahead episode for this year. Mm-hmm. Our uh, Shape of Drunk to Come episode. I had mentioned that uh, Escape Room was very was was like kind of movie that could be the new Saw. And yeah. that could have actual annual franchise installments. Mm-hmm. Turns out that might actually be happening. The next Escape Room movie has been dated for April 17th, 2020. Uh, and uh, it, from for all intents and purposes, it looks like this is going to be an annual thing and they're going to keep cranking them out, which I still have not seen Escape Room. Yeah. I need to, though. Um, I'm just very excited about this because I have a feeling that like we have time to p- catch up on this first one. Yeah, but this is one that we can actually catch from the get go because I think Saw we didn't start watching those in theater at least until I saw all halfway. Of them. Oh, did no, you? I saw all of them in theater. I did not. Yeah. I, I came in like halfway through. Yeah, that became my tradition every year. So I'm pretty excited about this because it's like, regardless of whether Escape Room is as good as the Saw movies, because we all love the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still just cool to have something that you can count on every single year that you're going to be able to go see right around the same time. So. If sure, sorry, I'm eating some uh, jalapeno. Wait, when you did this, was that keep talking yes, for a yes, minute? I, had, I, had, I, I thought These he was telling getting... you, hurry up and wrap it up. <laughs> These are getting hotter You're in my boring. mouth the more I eat them. Hotter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like the Hellboy deck. It's building. <laughs> the more it's in my mouth, the hotter it gets. <laughs> Spice. Spicy. <laughs> um, uh, John Krasinski is officially on board to direct... A Quiet Place number two. Cool. Which is very cool. There was once upon a time when he wanted nothing to even do with the sequel. And then he got talked into writing it. And mm. then he started loving it. And then he fell in love with the project. And now we're getting another John Krasinski directed Quiet Place, which is nothing but good things. I kind of like, I, I'm excited about that because I really liked A Quiet Place. But I also respected his opinion the first time around. Sure. Because so many people, like, I mean, that was it. It, it. Quiet Place was a huge success. Well, I think and for him to say, no, I don't want to do another one. I just want to leave it the way it is. Well, I think that's what kinda... changed his mind is that it's not just a general sequel. With those, I don't even think the same characters are going to be in it. No, probably. it's a com- it's a complete look at something completely different in that world. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the Cloverfield. Uh, how Cloverfield yeah. does their movies. Yeah. And I think that's probably the reason when he realized, oh, I don't have to continue <clears throat> the story and make up an excuse to keep following these characters. Right. I think that's probably what like kickstarted him into really wanting um, stop giving each other like lovers signals over there. <laughs> I refuse. Um, <laughs> I will love Justin every second I'm here. That was hang ten, and by ten I mean ten inches, brother. <laughs> <laughs> or, 
ten fingers? <laughs> oh. Actually, that means Ooh. yellow in American Sign Language. So I just do that at Allie for no reason. I'll just be like, yellow, and I'll do the hang ten symbol. And she's oh. like, what? Why? I'm like, because it's funny. Yellow, that really? yellow like mustard? Yeah, yeah, that yellow like mustard. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So if a, so if a, what about, if there's a deaf person who lives in Hawaii, are they... <laughs> Do they just think that all the surfers are saying yellow to each other all the time? Are they saying yellow or are they surfing? I don't understand. Ma- or maybe. they're like all the men in my family when you answer a phone, it's not it's not hello, it's yellow. Yellow. <laughs> and they were thing. all yellow. <laughs> Gross. You should have had that playing in your shower scene. And it oh, was all yellow. I was trying to think of a good song and I couldn't think of anything. Damn it. Anyway, continue um, with your uh, your your stuff. That nobody um, cares about. We, I think I mentioned this last week that RoboCop is our new KFC colonel. Yes. Um, and if I didn't, oh, I don't actually, know why you I didn't. didn't. You no, mentioned okay. it to me just a couple days ago. Well, RoboCop is our new KFC colonel. Really? It's the most incredible thing on the face of the earth. So oh, I funny. need to look this up right now. Now, the only reason that I bring this up, I probably didn't bring it up last week because it wasn't really newsworthy. But this part of it is, mm-hmm. after the these commercials were played, people saw them. People are like, huh. That sounds and looks an awful lot like Peter Weller. Mm-hmm. Turns out it is exactly that, and that it, at least the voice for sure. The voice is unmistakable. You can't the voice for sure. However, there are some people that are questioning whether or not it actually is Peter Weller under the under the mask as well. Yeah. And the reason that this is news is because this <clears throat> bodes very well for the Neil Bloomkamp RoboCop yeah. uh, sequel second. Second, second movie. Because why would Peter Weller be doing KFC commercials as RoboCop if he weren't well, willing to sign on for a movie? Not even that. It at least shows, though, that he is attached to the character still, yeah. and he's totally willing to go back and revisit it for... If he's going to do it for a stupid KFC commercial, why wouldn't he come back for a movie? So exactly what I just said. Yes. This is a, this is all conjecture on my part, quite frankly, but like me and a lot of the other communities have noticed this and go, huh. Yeah. Well, this this is a good thing for, for this new movie coming mm-hmm. out. So that's fantastic. Uh, we also got a new Us trailer this week. We don't typically talk about trailers, but... Was it the uh, Korean? Korean, yeah. The Korean cut? Um, which I actually liked it a lot more, quite frankly. I didn't. I Really? Uh, I, I liked it still, but I, li- mm-hmm. I liked that that original that original trailer with the... Very, uh, very with, um, I got five on it song. Like, man, it was just so good. I, it just—I don't know. That trailer was amazing. Yeah, it was a good trailer. So. Um, this one gives a, a little bit more to the uh, conspiracy theorists that want to try to figure out what the movie is. Mm-hmm. It adds in a little something about like a clock that says eleven eleven, and there's all these theories mounting for it. Oh, was there a so. clock too? I think so. I noticed there was a. Uh, there's uh, like it's really quick. You can barely see it, but they pan past. Uh, like a homeless guy holding a sign that says Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yeah. Which actually, hey, theology boy. Jeremiah eleven eleven. Let's see. No, don't look it up. Oh, I just want to know if you have it in your brain. No, I'm terrible at memory. Oh, for things. crying out loud! Terrible at words. I, it's, I know it. It's some. Oh. Do you know it? Yes. What is it? It says, "And Jesus stated, Thou shalt always bring donuts to thy neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> and that's really it's relevant to the movie because of. This whole movie <laughs> is literally just about a new family that moves in next door and they're just trying to bring them fucking donuts. We just showed up to bring you donuts and you guys are freaking out about it. Just be, that's it. No, it's it's something about... Uh, I, ha- I had it in my notes that I forgot to bring with me. It's... Um, Here we go. There you go. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. 
Pretty gnarly, right? But it's a loving God. <laughs> don't, don't even get started. <laughs> we're, not getting, we're not getting into it. Because um, I can hey, destroy hey, that. Hey, motherfucker! If we had time. I go to church now. Okay. Yeah this this weird church, <laughs> oh, this weird church going mic is freaking me out. It's like yeah, how, does, how does the place not burst into flames every listen, time you cross listen, the threshold? I check the chair every time I get up just to make sure there's not like burn marks. <laughs> but those are skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's um, literally shitting himself with the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot like Bethel. Uh, I'm not sure anybody will really understand that unless there's other Christians. <laughs> Watch out for that golden dust. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, James right. or Justin's got it. Um, let's see here. Up next, we have Blues with James. James. <laughs> All right. Blues, I'm, blues, I'm, blues, I'm missing when you used to do that, man. One day. One day I'll bring it back. (laughs) All right. The movie Trapped Alive is coming to Blu-ray courtesy of Arrow Video. The 1998 cannibal flick stars Cameron Mitchell and was directed by Keswick Berzinski and Hellraiser producer Christopher Webster. In the film, two friends find themselves in a fight for their life when a carjacking gone wrong finds them in an abandoned mine shaft with the gang of thugs and the, the mutant cannibal who inhabits the mine. Ooh. Sounds gnarly. Uh, Trapped Alive will be hitting shelves on May 20th in the UK and May 21st in the US and will include tons of special features and newly commissioned artwork by Justin Osborne. The artwork's really cool, too. Did you Seems see it? Seems to me like we need to do a... Uh, what's it called? What? What's this movie called again? Uh, Trapped Trap- Alive. Trapped Alive and Shud. Oh. Cannibalistic mutants. Underground dwellers. Yep. Oh, I'm into yeah, that. I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> next up, and the only other one... Uh, after learning about the 4K Ultra HD release outside of U.S. markets for Ridley Scott's 1979 classic Alien, many were left wondering when we could watch it in the States, or when we could catch it in the States, rather. Mm-hmm. April 23rd is that day, my friends. Nice. Uh, along, <clears throat> Excuse me. Good Lord. <laughs> along with the news comes the announcement of an exclusive Best Buy limited edition oh, say it. that Just will say be it. available in an absolutely... Stunning, stunning <laughs> steelbook package. God, it's the worst. Oh gosh, I'm the only person I know I just, I that love, hates I just, steelbook the I way just that love, I hate steelbook. I like, I like to get naked and just hold the cold steel against my skin. <laughs> That's Maybe what I, I like, do to like do. steelbook. <laughs> and then I actually I open it and then I insert myself and then I close it as as hard as I can. Maybe are I you, really like steelbook. Are you into that too? <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. That's all I've got. What about uh, what about the glass Blu-ray? Did you uh, did that just come out? No, no, it was like yesterday. No. <laughs> well, glass is coming out on Blu-ray uh, April second. What? That that yep. wasn't in. Yep. No. Yep. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think that's so. Samuel Jackson's beautiful mug. I'm looking at. No, you're wrong. Just <laughs> move on. You're wrong about this one. <laughs> nope. Okay. I'll just do that one as a correction next week. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So that's it for blues, Mike. That's it. That's it. Okay, so speaking of um, new movies coming out, my final piece of news actually has something to do with that. Mm -hmm. So Scream Factory, um, a few months back, maybe a year at this point, I forget when, uh, they put out the director's cut. A few months or a year, whatever. It's a grouping of a few months. Okay. Um, They put out the director's cut of Nightbreed. Oh, yeah. Of... uh, uh, of what? Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Clive Barker's masterpiece, <laughs> Nightbreed. Um, so, but what the director's cut was was more of um, there was more. It was more of the, I think his version of what the movie was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Lots of scenes that were not originally in it, and whatever. Now, 
At the same time, there was another version of the movie called the Cabal Cut. That yeah. was basically like the regular version and the director's cut, I think, smashed together. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it ended up being a lot longer. And, uh, and yeah, I would think it was like two and a half hours long or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now we are getting another cut yes. of Nightbreed. So if you're a Nightbreed fan, this is just like, you're doing backflips because <laughs> holy shit. And this new fabled version of Nightbreed um, is an hour longer than the director's cut. So three and a half hours and long? It's, no, it's an hour longer than the director's cut, and it's a half an hour longer than the Cabal cut. The Cabal cut was two and a, two and a half hours long. So, so it's three hours long. It's a three-hour long Nightbreed movie. Wow. So when, what they're doing is that they've uncovered new footage that came from dailies that literally nobody has ever seen before. Oh, cool. Like, these aren't even, like, these aren't even scenes that people had, like, rumored to be, exist and no one knew where they were. Like, no one's ever seen these except for, like, maybe one person that watched the dailies at the studio one day. Right. Um... Which is pretty crazy. So they're adding in all of this new footage, and they're calling it um, they're they're calling it the Cabal Cut still. Maybe they're the extended Cabal Cut or oh, something. Yeah. But um, that's pretty cool. That's got to be interesting to because I mean, obviously, uh, stuff is cut out for a reason, right? Sure. So to take to take all this extra footage and be able to edit it in to where the the narrative kind of stays cohesive and, it, and it's more of an it's like interesting an, it's an interest it's an interesting you know what right. i'm saying like it's a it's the kind of thing that people get like uh, it's a curiosity almost and i'm not sure that it's going to make the movie better the director's cut which is clive barker's preferred version as far as i know mm-hmm. that's probably the version that is going to be the most complete vision of what he wanted to do right um that being said though it's like it's like why why do people buy animal cadavers that are sustained in 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 formaldehyde because <laughs> they're just conversation pieces you look you look at it and then you talk about it that was that's a weird kind example of what this is. you're gonna watch it then you're gonna talk about it this is my uh this is my collection of animal cadavers oh and here's my extended cabal cut of nightbreed <laughs> i gotta be honest with you it doesn't seem like it's all that they they, they pair to weather together quite well by the way you you have a pretty impressive collection of movies i do and especially, especially since you moved it, especially, especially since you moved it down to your basement and you got the walls all red and stuff, it looks mm-hmm. really cool. Thank you. You should probably get a hold of at least one animal cadaver in formaldehyde. Oh, I know where to get them. To I put can on get your, them. I can get them. They're expensive. Shelves. They are. They are not cheap. I mean, at least could, the ones that we I've. Could, we could do it ourselves. We could. Oh, oh Jansen's an animal. Ooh. Let's kill him and put him in a pickle <laughs> jar. <laughs> Find a big enough jar, and I, I. I offer myself as tribute. <laughs> or, or just your dick. How about that? <laughs> you'd have okay, to find an even bigger jar. Yeah. Hang ten, brother. Yeah. Hang ten. Oh. I, have a, I, have a, I have one of those plastic dill relish jars. That should fit, right? <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, here's a fun fact. Um, Rasputin. You, yeah. you know Rasputin? Hey, save the facts. That's my part coming up here in a minute. Is, that actually, is this no. your fact for the day? No. Okay, well then I'm going to do this. Ras, Rasputin. I know what you're they say, actually right? have his dick in a jar in a museum, yeah. and it's said to be like 14 inches long. Have you ever seen pictures of it, though? I have. It looks like a is weird, it, twisty yam. Is it deformed? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Like, um, you know how sweet potatoes will grow, and they're, like, they're long and pointy sometimes? Yeah. That's what his dick looks is like. Is that how they all look? I'm definitely... Like a turn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how all of them look, right, guys? Right? Right? <laughs> Chanson's pants come down. Just... <laughs> That's the sound it makes. <laughs> it looks like a graboid. It's like a, it's like a tentacle just floating. <laughs> how, uh. how do you know these things? See, <laughs> tentacles in the ocean. Hang <laughs> ten, brother. Hang ten. 
Uh, all right, that's enough dick uh, talk. Yep. Um, all right, that uh, that's uh, that's all I got. I might have a little bit of news. Oh, you do? Actually, oh. I definitely have one piece of news. Okay. I know you guys haven't seen it. Comes on our show. Comes in here and he thinks just, he can just control he the just show. Injects. You know what, Jancy? Injections just, just what I just do. Do whatever you want. I just injections go. my thing, man. Do yeah, you with your want. weird tentacle dick. We get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's go- good. <laughs> All right, what do you got? But uh, I don't. I know you guys haven't gotten to it yet. But I was a big fan of the Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, this week they just announced that uh, Haunting of Hill House is coming back at, for a second season, which the first season ended. In a very like satisfying like story closing way. So so, oh, so it wasn't a cliffhanger or anything. It was not a cliffhanger, which I I enjoy. I like anthologies, and that's Aww. actually what they're turning this into. In uh, they're coming back with the second season and calling it the Haunting of Bly Manor. Hmm. So it's going to be a, a new story. Yes, it's going to cool. be a new story. Cool. And like the Haunting of Hill House, which was based on the book The Haunting of Hill House, this is based on another classic horror uh, horror book called The Turn of the Screw. And uh, you look like you have a question. No, I've I've uh, yes. I've heard a lot of people talk about that book, and I've never. Yeah, the, it's I, always been something I've wanted to check out. But yeah, it. It's, have you read for it for me? Not yet. It's on my. It's my next audiobook that I'm going to listen to. I'm pretty excited. I hope I like it better than The Haunting of Hill House because I actually hated that book. I listened to oh, it really? in one sitting and I regretted it. It was awful. the The show is amazing though. But the uh, the synopsis is a woman is hired to look after two kids and they and then starts to experience paranormal activity. So it's going to be like another classic uh, like haunted house story. Cool. Just from fr- in a different house with different people, different situations, all that. Cool. And uh, what's exciting is Mike Flanagan is returning as director. Nice. Uh, I know, know you guys have heard of some of the movies that he's done. Like he's done Gerald's Game. That's one of his more recent ones. And He's going to be directing uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, yep. which I'm super excited oh, about. Oh, that's the sequel to uh, Shining. The Shining, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, I'm so excited for that, and um, yeah, it's I'm. It looks like it's going to be really solid. I know the first one was really excited, exciting. So, or the first one was really good. So I'm excited for you guys to watch it, so I can text you about it and not feel like such a wuss for crying at parts of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to worry about that. Mike cries at like commercials and oh, stuff these days. Oh my god, I He's do. He's gotten soft in his old age. <laughs> <laughs> the commercials for like the new like 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 spiralizer for vegetables. <laughs> I'll fucking cry at. <laughs> Where did the squash do to anybody? Why? Why are they cutting it up? <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it then for the news. Boys. That's it. All right. All right. So that'll bring us to our stupid fact of the day. Fact. Are right, you sure? Michael, I am Are you sure. sure? Right, I counted myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So today's stupid fact of the day: there are 293 ways to make change for a dollar. Wrong. There you go. <laughs> That's Two, it. Stupid. You counted. Short. How would you ever prove that one? You'd have to how actually. Many, sh- how many ways? 293 ways to make change for a dollar. I feel like that's absolutely wrong already. All right. right. Because there's a hundred pennies in a dollar, and all you have to do is take 90 pennies and swap out the the remaining 10, and that's one thing, and then you swap out the remaining 20, and then swap out the remaining 30. (laughs) 
And that would that would give you so many more than two hundred ways. Good luck. All right, 200, try it out. 293. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. All right, that's your that's your project for this week then is to Jay, actually Jay. confirm all two hundred and ninety three. I might we might be getting three weeks in a row here of bad juju for I you. I've <laughs> I've researched it. All right, and counted. So there we go. <laughs> Boom, that was the news. <laughs> all right. Well we're gonna take a little break here and then when we come back we'll be uh Venturing into the fog. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. In 1980, director John Carpenter, you know. Who? John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. He makes chairs and stuff. Oh, John the Carpenter. John the Carpenter. Yeah. Okay. talking about Jesus? He's... <laughs> oh, JC. JC. Oh, okay. Both, yeah. both yeah. Carpenters. Yeah, really, I've heard of him. Really knew their way around some wood. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. I regret everything. <laughs> oh, you heretic. Anyway, uh, in 1980, John Carpenter uh, put on a movie called The Fog, and um, the Farg. The Farg, and I will I will say this: uh, The Fog is one of my absolute favorite John Carpenter movies. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, because it's so unlike everything else. It's a horror movie that has no blood in it. It is a horror movie that has really no gore in it. Mm-hmm. It's a classic ghost story, and I love... Shut up, computer. <laughs> I love classic ghost stories. Yeah. And it just... It, it's just... It, it's kind of a perfect it's got some amazing imagery. Yeah. And plus, duh, the score. And the, the score, oh, and the Adrian score Barbeau amazing. is amazing. And that mm-hmm. was her debut. Did you know that? Was it that really? Was Adrian Barbeau's on-screen debut. That sleepy voice. And she was Ooh. married to John Carpenter at the time. You know... You know that bedroom oh, would start off with, oh, boy, this is Stevie. Blah, 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 blah. And, 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 he, and he'd just be this dragging on cigarettes. We're like, wait, the game's almost done. <laughs> I'm playing Excite Bike. Shut up. <laughs> I need to smoke four packs of cigarettes before I come to bed. I'll be there in a minute. Um, no, but like, I, I absolutely adore this yeah. movie. I uh, love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. It's in my top three, I think, of Carpenter movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, Followed by uh, clearly my top three of, El- of our, our Elvis, yeah, uh, the Ward and and, and the Fog, and at a number three, but it's pretty far number three. Oh boy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, if you've never seen it, uh, an unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. Now. Also, in 2005, because this is a compare and contrast episode, we're not going to do our typical format. We're going to jump back and forth mm-hmm. and kind of talk about the movies as a whole. Yeah. Um, in uh, 2005, we got the remake. And um, in, in the original, you have the incomparable Tom Atkins. Like, you, you can go no wrong with Tom Atkins. He's, he's the best. Right. Sans mustache, though. Kind of Yeah, weird. That's, the whole weird. no mustache freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> but he gained cool points by drinking Bud Heavy while he was driving, so that yeah. was... And hooking up with a chick about 20 years his, uh, his younger. <laughs> and, and waiting until after they banged to ask her her name. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Respect. <laughs> oh, I hope my wife isn't. Uh, anyway... Uh, What's yeah. her name again? Did you ever ask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gong, right? That's, that's her... <laughs> 
Gong. Um, yeah, so 2005, though, we got the remake, uh, executively produced by Carpenter and Deborah Hill, uh, his longtime producer. Uh, this time, though, uh, instead of getting Tom Atkins, I mean, there's really only one thing that you can do to one-up a Tom Atkins performance, and that's get Superman. They, they had to get Superman. Tom Welling. To play the role of Tom Atkins. Do you know or, or Nick where I saw him <laughs> do you know, from? Do you know what I could? You know, the only thing I could think when I was watching The Fog from 2005. What's that? Somebody save me! <laughs> she should have sang. She should have sang that from the lighthouse when the fog, <laughs> the fog was like coming in to get her. <laughs> I was just thinking that because this movie sucks. <laughs> you know what? I um I remembered it a little bit more fondly than. I think that it is now. Because I told you that it was really good before we started it. Yeah. Um, and I remembered it being a lot better than... And it probably didn't help that I watched them back to back. Well, here's the thing. is I have never I had never seen the remake until sure. yesterday. And uh, and I, I didn't watch the original. Uh, like, obviously, I've seen the original, but I haven't seen it in years. And I didn't rewatch the original until today, until after watching the 2005 remake. So I'm glad that I watched them in reverse order. Because as I was watching the remake yesterday, I was like, okay, whatever. I can, I, I can get into this. I'm entertained by it. Sure. But then I rewatched the original. I was like, oh, that movie sucked. Yeah. The, 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 the remake. It's yeah. really... So there's a little spoiler for yes. the rest of this episode. I thought that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I uh, too. Yeah, Jansen. But yeah, Jansen... Jansen wasn't so fond of the original one either, it doesn't <sighs> sound like here. What? It, so... Uh, I I remember watching. Why do we keep inviting stupid Mind people? Mind you, this, this is the man that thinks Troll Hunter is a good movie. So uh, it is an American out. classic from Norway. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. It it was one of those movies where when did John Carpenter start making movies? Like I, I'm going to show Halloween, my Halloween came out in seventy. 70- Eight? 78, 78, I think. 78, and he did uh, Assault on Precinct 13 before that. I don't know the exact year, though. Yeah, so I, when, watching this, it was clear well, he, to well, me. Well, he also he did, oh, Dark he Star. did Dark, Dark Star. Star. Well, Dark Star in 74, Assault on Precinct yeah. uh, 13 in 76, and okay. Halloween in 78. There you go. And then this was uh, in 80. But mm-hmm. as I was watching it, it was kind of clear to me that it was one of his earlier works. Like, obviously, the fact that I asked you guys, I wasn't sure if that were true. But as I was watching it, just from the transitions and the way the scenes, uh, the 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 scenes would flow, and all that, the dialogue, I just it didn't feel as polished as some of his other works, even his earlier stuff. So, it as I think about it more, honestly, I enjoy it more because I love '80s movies. <laughs> like even the bad ones, I enjoy them just because, like. There was that was the decade where we were like movie Hollywood is figuring it was kind of the golden out. age of horror sort of though, yes. to the 80s as far as we're concerned yeah. anyway. oh, yeah, I mean yeah, obviously yeah. some people think the golden age of horror was like well and like it was. the 30s but and it was it was yeah. like the new golden age right. though like yeah. I agree. If there is such a thing I, I like, completely agree so it was as I was doing backtracking like no I don't think it was that bad guys you'd, no no you'd make a great politician <laughs> <laughs> excellent at backpedaling but he got to <laughs> insult me like that <laughs> but uh as I think about it and just think about it within the scope of it I don't dislike it as much I think it's one that could grow on me but as I 
felt while watching it, I wasn't as impressed as I was hoping. But it's also because well, I'm such a huge John Carpenter fan, like The Thing, well, it's Halloween. Like, maybe it's because you're used to a certain style from John Carpenter. And like I said, this is very different. You know, yes. There's no blood. There's no gore. There's no creatures, really. There's no... It's it's a very standard ghost story and also yes. the and also the pacing is i mean like Great. if you're you know like you're, you're one of your favorite movies of uh, from john carpenter is the thing which is still the pacing is a, a bit slower in the thing like it takes a while to really get into stuff but uh but once you get into it it's like just all-out war yeah you know, and this this movie doesn't really like it, with massive it, effects, like, great effects. Right, right. And mm-hmm. this movie kind of like kind of goes up a little bit, and then goes back down, mm-hmm. and then goes up a little bit, and goes back down. It never really, it never really yeah. just hits you with an onslaught of terror. And I think know? the pacing was one of the reasons why I struggled to get sucked into it. Like for some reason, it wasn't a concept that necessarily scared me. Maybe because it was such a focused things. Like I haven't killed any lepers li- lately, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, to me, it, I was lately a- he says. <laughs> so to me, maybe I was able to be just a little bit too detached from it to enjoy the scare factor of it. But, That's fair. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's still yeah. wrong, but it's fair. Yeah, it's definitely wrong. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so let's 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 break these movies down. Uh, I'm thinking we should let's let's do this a little bit differently. Let's go from, like from plot to characters to effects. You know, actually, that way we can actually talk about them. In sure. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? Sure. 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 That uh, sounds like a real good idea, there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I hate you so much. Um, so as far as the, as far as the plot uh, is concerned, um, they're basically the same. They didn't change the plot too too much. That's it's not ba- true. Well, but in essence, there are differences. The, I guess the basic outline is the same. You have a guy named Nick Castle, uh, character named after the guy who played. Uh, um, uh, not Michael Myers. Yes, Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael in the, Myers. In the first yeah, Halloween yeah. movie, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, uh, also, cool. in this movie, um, and we'll get obviously into the characters, but um, let's run down the castle because it's you kind of need to know who the characters sure, are. Sure, sure. So you have um, here. Adrian. You do you do uh, you, you do the cast list from the original, the original, and then I'll do the counterpart. Okay. okay. So you have Adrian Barbeau who plays uh, Stevie Wayne. Stevie Wayne is the owner of the uh, lighthouse on the on the. And uh, by the water, and she runs the the local radio station. So right, she, she owns the radio station. She's responsible for letting the um, boats out in the water know when bad weather's coming in. You know, they're always into her, right. and uh, they're also into her because <laughs> she finds Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> um, you have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie playing Elizabeth Soley. Oh, I thought I was going to do the counterparts. Wait, I that yeah, I thought you were talking. Yeah, I like, thought you meant like you're gonna do the remake and I'm gonna do the original. Yeah, you do a character and I do a character. Oh, so I, okay. Steve, so sorry, Stevie Wayne in the 2005 version is played by Selma Blair. Hello. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we haven't done this in a while, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we do it every show. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She was one I'm of my. Sorry, I'm sorry. If I, I didn't know you thunder. were lying, if I didn't know that you were lying, because literally we paused the movie to talk about just how hot she was last <laughs> Because night. she's fine. fine. <laughs> oh, she really is. She's in this I movie like in particular. Aside from the fact that she's uh, a beautiful young lady, I just like her a lot. She's like, a great she, actress. Yeah, she's a good actress, actress, and I. She's always sort of like, she's or she's always sort of a downer. <laughs> 
And for some reason, <laughs> I don't like downers in real life, but for some reason, her as a downer just like she's it does it for actually me. Actually, kind of like uh, what's her name? She plays Jessica Jones on the Netflix. Jessica uh, Kristen Ritter. Oh she's yeah, she's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. She almost like she looks like she's just in a downer mood all the time, but yeah. it kind of makes her hot. Yeah. Why is like, that my type? It's like plus, I, <laughs> plus it's like, I just like think that. of her dad usually, and that's the turn on. Who's dad? John Ritter. Oh, oh, you're talking about Kristen Ritter. I thought you were talking about Selma Blair. You um, mean Tony Blair? <laughs> Tony Blair. <laughs> Selma Blair's dad? Uh, All right, yeah, who, no, she, uh, was, she was great, though. And all right, who else? You have Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays Elizabeth Soley. Um, now, I always forget that Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie. <clears> it's like I just don't automatically associate her with this one because it's more... It's funny. She plays one of the leads, but she's more of like a background lead. Mm-hmm. And I think that... And, and I told you this last night, and this is a very controversial thing to say. It is. I, I actually think that I prefer Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie even <laughs> over the original Halloween. Wow. Yikes. I just think that I'm, she played... fighting words. I just think that she played this character great like she she it really like she embodied it better than she embodied Laurie strode she was always and once again might be controversial but uh as Laurie strode she always just like you never really i never really thought of her as like um like she was she's great in Halloween, obviously, but sure. there's just something about her. Something, something about missing... her that's so. There's something about the character for the first half of the movie that's just so flat. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree, hundred <clears throat> percent. Um, we're gonna get. We're I gonna know, get right? people just right. Just I mean, bastard. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody actually writes to us because they don't love us. But if they did, they would say we were wrong. Probably. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so in the remake. Uh, oh, um, Elizabeth Williams is played by Maggie Grace. Mm-hmm. You know she's, what I, uh, she's all right. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's, she's okay. You she's know, <laughs> I, the, one of the things that I found really funny about uh, the 2005 remake is the fact that when her character is walking down the street, like, she was dark, and it just made... It, it was obvious at that... Like, she was... It, she. It, it showed her silhouette, yeah. basically, yeah. and you're sitting there like, "What she looked like." It just seemed way too self-aware that this was aimed towards fans of the original. Because he's like, "Oh, who's playing? Uh, who's playing that character?" Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting there and you're waiting for this reveal, and it's like, "Oh, it looks nothing like." Uh, why am I having a brain fart? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, why is yeah. it? Yeah, she's a very different character type. Yes. For sure. Yes, exactly. Um, well, and the, and the backstory has even changed, which is I didn't really like the change in the backstory uh, in, I the, agree. in the 2005 I version. completely agree. I, I like I like um, kind of hooker version of Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> way better than the scorned ex-girlfriend who just had to leave the small town. Strangely enough, like even the the character in the original seemed like she's a more... not a hooker, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just kind of a whore because she slept with the guy in the first night yes. before knowing his name. <laughs> uh, excuse me. So does that mean that does that mean that Tom Atkins is also a whore? Yes. Or yes. What's your standard? They're both very slutty people. Is okay. All I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's fine then. Like it, <laughs> strangely enough, to me, I felt like. Uh, uh, the character in the 1980s version was a lot more modern of a like movie character. It was a lot more what you would see in a modern movie. She I, was progressive. Yeah, I guess so. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. She was uh she was a woman who really owned her like owned her own uh her own destiny. What what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Body. 
Well, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, like she was, I guess you could say she was kind of progressive. You know, she's right. hitchhiking across the country. Yeah. She meets up with Tom Atkins and just like sleeps with him the first night, which who wouldn't, right? I mean, <laughs> she's just picturing with a mustache. And she goes, you know what? This is going to get good in a couple years. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's what she was thinking to herself. Um, okay, just you so wait then, until Halloween 3, so, baby. <laughs> so then you have, and I'm not sure if there's a counterpart in the new movie, but you have Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Uh, from Psycho fame uh, in this movie, uh, who played Kathy Williams. Uh, yeah, you have you have that okay. in the new one. So, uh, Sarah Botsford. She's the mother of Elizabeth. Mm, yes, you, okay. Even yeah. though Elizabeth, she's got a different last name in the in the remake, or er, yes. in the original, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think she was at, was she wasn't actually Elizabeth's mother in the original. She was not. That's a change yeah. from that's a change from one to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by you have uh, John Hausman. I don't even know who that is. Um, like I said, we have Tom Atkins who plays uh, Nick Castle, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked about, and then Tom Welling. Tom Welling, mm-hmm. Superman himself. Now this was in excuse me. This was in the middle of Smallville. Which they did that a lot. The WB stars would often go out and shoot more often than not horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, uh, Jansen uh, Ackles from Jensen Ackles, Ackles from Supernatural. Uh, who did My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. And then you had uh, the other guy from Supernatural. Why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, uh, Padalecki. Uh, Jared? Jared Padalecki. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was my that was my my blowjob sound for Jared Padalecki because he is foine. Um, he did the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then th- this happened a lot though. Mm-hmm. A lot of those like WB CW shows they would like after a couple of seasons they were renting out their season, actors to, they, to, to horror of, productions. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Um, but you know what though, I liked Tom Welling. I thought Tom Welling was 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 great in the role. <sighs> um, not the not the best. I'm not saying that he was better than Tom Atkins or anything, but he was very serviceable to that role in that particular movie. I haven't watched Smallville in a while, but I remember liking him on the show. Yeah. Um, he's not a good actor though. He's better in The Fog than he was in I, Smallville. I feel Go like back and rewatch it. <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like he. Uh, he looks good with his shirt off, and then even you know in a big bulky turtleneck. <laughs> But he's a terrible actor. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned the turtleneck because one of my notes is I'm pretty sure my wife has that turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys remember that in the early 2000s when dudes would wear turtlenecks? Yeah. That was no, the worst. I never did. You know, I never did it. No. So there's a local gas station over here, and every single day there's this guy that comes in with his black shades on, yes. and he wears a black turtleneck, long sleeve. <laughs> And he just comes strutting his stuff like he's freaking like his owner. Like, like he thinks he's Steve Jobs. He, so, something. <laughs> he looks like Steve Jobs. And he just comes boom in there with a the purpose, chewing his gun, gets his stuff, and walks out. Every yeah, day. but but there's a part of you who you're, you're like you're like that guy's so confident. He's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. I was like he feels like he's Tom Cruise. That's yeah. how cool he is. Uh-huh. I want to hang out with this guy. Yeah, I, I mean, will that. never. I will never rock a turtleneck. Because I am honoring the decision that my parents made when I was a baby to cut my foreskin off. <laughs> so I'm not going to put it back on ever. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I can get behind that reasoning, there's a, actually. There's like a, yeah, and once I go completely bald, I can't wear turtlenecks because then I will look like a penis. <laughs> <You really laughs> <will. laughs> 
Oh. Sh- sh- your nuts are hairy. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Okay. That's a little personal insight to me, I guess. Uh, let's see. Here uh, that, that pretty much rounds off, rounds out most of the cast, uh, right? The only other one that I would point out would be Hal Holbrook, who played Father Malone in the original. Oh, and then Adrian Huff, who played uh, Father Malone and in the remake, who I, I feel like his character was almost like... Throwaway. Yeah. Yeah, I, he played bass. He almost played like like the town drunk, but he was the priest. Which is yeah. what, which is what it was in the other one too, but, but way different. But, though, it, but the character was more important. Yeah, way way more important, and 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 he wasn't like a a shitty character just because he was a drunk. Right. Yeah. Just because you're an alcoholic doesn't make you a bad bad person. It doesn't guys. make you a bad okay? guy. Just saying. I, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I really loved the character in the in the first movie. Like there was just something something about this. Well, like, Father Malone. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, me too. There was just something about that character. Oh, where, like, I know exactly what it was. It was his quaff. <laughs> he had great hair. Yeah, he did Fantastic. have a beautiful quaff. The mustache, like, and just the this dude what lived in the seventies. I don't think he as a human could exist outside. Of no, the 70s. no, 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 no. That, like, that was, man, that man is a time capsule of human being. Um, I'm having a hard time remembering the rest of them because my my memory is a little bit hazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Give me that beer. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm taking this last all one. All right, so those are your characters. Let's get into the plot. Um, the, the basic plot of, of the original movie, um, basically, there's they don't give a whole lot of expose, which see, I actually kind of prefer. See, you see. Now, I, no, 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 I said this to you before we watched the remake. I already told you. Okay. I've changed because I remember it being better. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 remake gives a lot more expose of characters, reasonings, all that kind of stuff, more backstory. See, I didn't really think so. Like I thought there was an equal amount of expose. It's just it it didn't take up so much of the plot in the original. I feel like they. I feel like like, like I feel like the the economy of of wording and the economy of the plot for the original was so much better. Like they didn't. They didn't feel like they needed to explain everything to you to get the point across. No, and I get that. So basically, what happens is the the, the town is celebrating their 100. Their, their centennial. Their centennial. Uh, they have these new statues that are being erected to. Uh, <laughs> I said statues. <laughs> <laughs> to honor the the four the, the four the, men the four who were basically members. like the founding um, yeah the founding fathers of the um, yeah colony. You, you, it comes to like those founding fathers um, kind of like stole the money from these travelers and like. Didn't, didn't Not from travel. It, there was a the, there was a leper colony. Le- that's what it was. That's what it was. And uh, in the original, it was the the leper colony wanted to relocate to a, a colony that was just like a, a mile away from um, what was it, Antonio Bay? Yeah. And the um, the the, the uh, Father Malone and the three other guys couldn't stand the idea of having lepers live that close to them. So they ended up... Wait, Father Malone wasn't one of them? Yeah, Father Malone was the sixth conspirator. Duh. Yeah. Mike, did you watch this movie? I did. I don't remember him being a conspirator, though. <laughs> yeah, because because at the very end, the other Father Malone, this the, the young one, says, I'm the sixth conspirator. Why didn't you take me? Oh. Okay. And also, he was reading the journal the entire time. And yeah, the, but why and wouldn't Father he have Malone known was talking about how he felt if, so bad about everything that went on. If he was a conspirator, why didn't he know that the journal was in the wall? Why did he have to find it? No, not 
His family was the sixth his grandfather. Oh, okay, that's why I was confused. Yeah, his grandfather. Guy. I was just saying he looks really good for being a hundred years old. <laughs> by the way, by the way, how is a priest a grandfather? Somebody broke some rules. Oh. <laughs> Has it? Uh, well, did they ever say that it was a? Is he a no, Catholic I, priest? Uh, for sure. I think well, he's, father, he's, got the, he's got the collar on, so I think it's implied. Yeah. That being said, though, his grandfather might not have been a priest. Yeah, right. Well, he was Father Malone. He was Father Patrick Malone, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Maybe, maybe the rules were different back in the... At least it wasn't... They were more hardcore. Maybe they just back meant in, that. Yeah, that's that true. Far. That he was no longer a father as in a priest. He was so old that he was a grandfather. Oh, there you go. Or you could literally... You, <laughs> could, you, could, be a, you can be a <laughs> priest and leave that. the priesthood. That's true. <laughs> However we slice it, let's just be happy that uh, he had sex with a woman and not a little boy. God, how let's just, beautiful! Let's just be let's just be happy that the lineage is such that makes sense. How, how beautiful! You're the worst. <laughs> all right. So so anyway, so there's this murder plot basically yeah. to to get rid of all these lepers, steal, steal their, their treasure because they have a considerable treasure. They steal the money and they use it to uh, basically build this big beautiful church. These lepers in town. were also pirates apparently, because they had big long ships that looked like pirate ships. You know, not kind of look. Not like every was, not uh, every ship was a pirate ship. Yeah, you know? They kind of look like pirates a at the end when they come in and they're in the church. In that's just what people looked like back then. <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, did you I know? Live back then because I want to look like a pirate by default. <laughs> I was born on a pirate ship. You were. I was like a tall ship. Do you remember that? You used to hold your tongue when you were kids. <laughs> I was born on a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were born on a pile of shit. Oh my god, the the name of that bare naked ladies record makes so much more sense now. There you go. Was it? I was born called on... born on a pirate ship. Yeah. I never knew what that meant. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so my. So the cover art is a kid with like a, a, a newspaper hat or whatever and a, and a sword. I just uh -huh. thought that it was like a something else. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What are oh you my here? god. Woke. So yeah, so so yeah, they, they they stole the money or whatever from this leper colony. Apparently, they weren't pirates. I thought they were. Fuck it, they're pirates. They're leper pirates. Um, and uh, and they 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 died. They killed them. Yes, slaughtered them. Correct. So hundred years later, they're they're doing the centennial, and uh, this fog comes in against the wind, which mm -hmm. is really weird, comes in against the wind, and as this fog shows up, people start dying. Um, and then, basically, you get clues that go on, you know, the movie. Uh, Adrian Barbeau's uh, son finds a, a piece of wood, driftwood, that has the name of the, the ship. Hold on, I got a, I got an issue with this kid, right? Ooh. He's down on the beach, and he, he looks at the, at the surf, and he sees, like, in the waves, like, every time the surf goes back out, he sees a gold coin, right? From like fifty yards away, by the way. Sure. Good eyes. <laughs> sees a gold coin. That's like a that's a hot find. A gold coin. And then all of a sudden the uh the 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 wave comes in and when the wave goes back out, the gold coin is gone, but there's a piece of wood that says Dane on it. Yep. From the Elizabeth Dane ship. Sure. From the this leper ship. And he goes in to tell his mom about it. Oh, that's what's from? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like the backdrop from a Dane Cook show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this makes way more sense now. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, and he go, he takes this piece of wood into his mom. Was that a voice? I did. <laughs> that one was totally on purpose. He takes this piece of wood into his mom, and he says, "He says, hey, check check this out. I saw a gold coin, and I, I, he says I saw a gold coin, and then it turned into this really neat piece of wood." 
It's like somebody needs to teach this kid the the like the relative value of things. <laughs> it's like child, a gold coin is way cooler than a stupid piece of wood. He was more excited about this piece of wood than he was about a gold coin. I kind of yeah. feel like when I was that age though, I probably would like probably I could probably see a hundred dollar bill on the ground and like a ninja turtle figure. I'm like, I found a ninja turtle yeah. figure. Yeah, that's, that's that's probably true. That kid didn't know money. Yeah, whatever. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so the fog comes in, people start dying, and um, uh, Nick Castle and his his new blushing bow, his new bow, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, they basically start realizing that weird shit is happening mm-hmm. with this fog. Adrian Barbeau starts to realize it because her piece of wood spontaneously combusts. Huge fear of mine when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> spontaneously, like combusts in her in her lighthouse. Well, it doesn't really. It leaks water first, and then the water gets into the electronics, and then that it combusts. So it wasn't spontaneous. No, the piece of wood just went up in flames, though. No, it leaked own. water down onto her. Uh, Regard, on... Regardless, it did a thing. The I'm wood saying, did man. a thing. I'm just saying. Um, and so they're all realizing that, the, that coming with this fog, there is like just sheer death. Something wicked. And comes they're trying. This way. They're trying to warn people. No one's really listening, and then they, they climax again. They get to the uh, back to the church. Mm-hmm. They read the journal, which oh my god, did you read about the journal? No, I never noticed this. All the times that I have seen this, never noticed this before. And what? The journal in the original The Fog mm-hmm. when they're reading it, there's a quick shot of the words on the page, yeah, and it's in like a weird script writing. So sure. and, and when it's that quick, you can't really pick out what it says. Uh-huh. However. <laughs> However, if you pause it, this is what it says. Somebody had a lot of fun. It says there's two words in the beginning that are a little bit illegible, mm-hmm. but then it goes on to say, my college education to writing dumb shit in this fucking movie's props. It's time to bring the nude girls with big tits, tattoos, and shaved beavers. Seriously? <laughs> I am not kidding you. Oh my God. Did you pause up, it and go look? I looked up the screenshot online. It's exactly what it says. Really? It is hilarious. That's amazing. And apparently this is, uh, it's sort of been a well-known thing. I'd never heard of it. No. But um, apparently that's the thing. <laughs> the props dude was super pissed that he had to work on this movie. Or, or, or they, he was just having fun. Or they were just having fun. Yeah, they didn't think anybody ever noticed it because the script writing is really like almost illegible. Yeah. But when you look at it, it's clear as day what it says. Because <laughs> it I, is hilarious. My my th- it, it probably it was probably just having fun because I like even with even with big flowery script writing, somebody had to look at it and know what it said. Especially oh, probably, if so, especially if somebody can take a screenshot of it now and see it on a screen and, yeah. and see what it like. It was probably John Carpenter just being like, just write anything in it. No one's ever going to read it. Who cares? And so he jokingly wrote it, that and he goes, might have, all right. It might have even been John Carpenter. <laughs> that seems like well. the type of thing he would do. Could have been. Salty old semen. <laughs> oh. Um, anyway, so there's your, there's your plot. The, the remake, however... Um, they give a little bit more backstory to Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Maggie Grace. Maggie Grace's <clears throat> character that she used to bang Superman, and then she left, and then <laughs> he was like cheating on her because she was gone. But they were kind of broken up, kind of not. You really don't know what's going on, and they inject this really stupid teeny sort of love thing yeah. into it. Like one of my notes too is. I never like that most. I, I'll never like that most remakes feel the need to add dumb party kids into the story. Oh yeah, which is the scene on the boat. The scene on the boat where they're, the boat where they're like, spooner, spooner is taking like video of the girls dancing dumb. with their tops you know, off girls, and stuff. 
No, girls, don't tur- put your shirts on. No, Naked is no, better. No, yeah. no, no, no. Their tops were on. Well, they had that tops on. That scene would have been better if they were off. I'm just saying. They had their coats off, whatever. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree it's with that. Like, like, it's, it's it was so It was so in line with, like, because, you know, we talk we talk all the time about the late 90s, early 2000s, like, mm-hmm. teen ensemble horror movies and how it was a bad time for horror. Yep. And this just fell right in line with that. Yeah. yeah like, it, you could have foregone all of that bullshit. Yeah. And uh, and it would have made a better movie. Now I do like I do like how he was hiding hiding in the freezer. That was kind of cool. He that was, was still cool. alive. Yeah. That, was, that was I guess the payoff to it. Sure. But um, anyway, yeah. So in this one though, don't uh, know if that's actually possible, but whatever. There's a little bit more backstory to at least the character and why and how things are happening. They sh- there's a little bit more expose. Not a whole lot, but a little bit more. They took a they actually what? took a lot of liberties with this. Though. Oh sure, they did. They like did. because. Um, Maggie Grace's character, who she's the counterpart to uh, Jamie, Lee, Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis, she's got a whole backstory. Yeah, uh, uh, that I mean, really, you didn't need it. It was in, completely in unnecessary, which led up to one of the worst endings I've ever seen in a movie. Not great. So I agree. stupid. I, agree. Um, I hated it. Yeah, it was, just, <laughs> it was just bad. But essentially, the 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 basic outline of the movie. Is pretty much the same. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, essentially. There's there's a couple of differences, um, but that's that's pretty much it. Like she she actually does research and figures out that there's instead of the plank plank of wood that gets found, it's like a it's a it's a brush that has like a bunch of stuff on it. There's a brush and a stopwatch. Yes, the stopwatch is that Maggie gets given the stopwatch, and right. she sees like a. Um, she sees the a hallmark, the, the hallmark on yeah. it, and she looks that up. So there's there's more expose as to where it came from mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, the story is relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's the story. Let's um, let's talk about the look of the movie. Okay. Uh, special effects and stuff like that. I remember when I watched the remake a long time ago. I I, I really like like enjoyed it, mm-hmm. probably because I was high on Tom Welling. Um, <laughs> but the fog in the remake looks so bad. Yeah, it's like this digitally added. Like schmutz on the screen, <laughs> like, like you, it doesn't even look good. And it, you have to imagine doing doing fog practically would be so much more cost effective than than digital fog, right? Back then, probably not. You don't because, think so? Yeah. Because it wasn't done well enough. They could probably do it way cheaper because it was an easy thing to kind of add in. Nowadays, there's way more involved in making that fog look real. I mean, they you did know? it. They did it in the 1980 version. and It looked good. So true. I, you, I don't know. The, you know the, I mean? the way I saw it is like during that time. That's when every movie had CG in it because that's when CG first started becoming something that it was, was like a cool thing to do. Like, yes, even if they it didn't cool. need it, they were going to add CG in. Yes, exactly, and because that that was the new thing because it was finally something that was a plausible thing that would add to the movie and make it like a higher quality yep. at times like yep. in parentheses there at times so when i was watching it's like okay that was unnecessary but because that was like the new fun new technology thing to do they added it in that's how they did it maybe this is why we both had more fond memories of the remake because it just didn't age well you know you yeah. watch it now and you're you're seeing stuff <clears throat> that back in the day when you first saw it you weren't really privy to like yeah. every i remember when i watched um God, what was it? Um, no, that, that movie still holds up. I'm thinking of Godzilla '98. Holds up. Um, <laughs> nope, doesn't. There's a lot of movies though from that 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 era though that like you remember them looking amazing, right? Yeah. And then you go back and you rewatch it, and you're like, oh 
God, this looks fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those movies, like right. to me. So I think that's why I held it in high, kind of high regard because I remember it being awesome. Yeah. Um, the look of the leper slash pirates, like they, I thought that they looked great before. Not in the remake, they just really didn't. They did stupid like CG type uh, face things at well, times. Well, here, well, here's the, here's what I was noticing when I was watching the original today. Um. Because yeah, they so basically they they replaced because in the original, when the ghosts would show up, they were actually they were actually like physical beings, like they could interact with the people. Or they weren't so much ghosts as they were like physical manifestations of these of these dead people, right? Yeah. Um, in the remake, they made them these weird like uh, like fog creatures. Yeah. And when I was watching the original today, I was like. It's so unnecessary because you remember when we talked about uh, um, apophenia a couple, I think it's called apophenia a couple weeks ago, the, the like the, the phenomenon where you see faces oh, in, yeah, in yeah. things. Yeah. When you're watching the original, the fog, even when even when the ghosts or the, the lepers or whatever, even the when pirates. they're... The, yeah, the pirates, the leper <laughs> pirates. Even when they're not there, as the fog is billowing through town, you see... It's like almost you see, unintentional. You see you weird see unintentional shapes and faces in the fog just manifesting themselves and it's it looks so much cooler because it's just like these very faint uh suggestions yeah. of something being in the fog. And being that they used practical fog in the original, the right. fog was a little bit more um undetermined as to where it was gonna go. Right. Which added a lot and the, their use of shadows in the fog mm-hmm. was yes. awesome. You could see tons of people moving but you didn't actually see the people like right like they they gave they gave off the uh the idea that there that there was like these that something was in the fog without actually showing anything right exactly and it was so effective yeah so good mm-hmm. the only like like effect that they ever used with the the the, the, the pirates in the original uh-huh. is the glowing eyes yeah. Which I thought was super effective. Like they, there is a scene at the end of this, and I told you this when we were watching it. It's when the leper pirates are walking into the church at the very end, and it's the church is filled with fog. They're in the middle of all the pews. That might be one of my favorite shots that John Carpenter has ever done. Mm-hmm. Outside, outside of slash next to the Michael Myers head tilt when he stabs the guy to the oh, wall yeah. in the original Halloween. Yeah, and those, my, those are my, probably my two favorite shots. That he's ever done and it's so cool too because like you said the the fog's just kind of sort of it's sort of laying low when you first see them standing in amongst the pews and then uh it was it andrew blake was he the like the main ghost his name was um, his name was blake i can't remember if it was andrew okay, or whatever okay. it was but as he starts to move forward then you could tell they like cranked up the fog machines and so as he was walking forward the fog billowed behind him and kind of moved with him mm-hmm. and it looked you know the fog was moving naturally in the way that fog actually does because they were using practical fog and sure. it looks so cool yep and it just you lost that in the in the remake because i i don't know if it obviously i, I don't know anything about cg how to actually accomplish any of that stuff but apparently fog must and shit. fog yeah computers and shit i don't know <laughs> uh, fog must be hard to hard to do i imagine it would be because sure. it, it like you said, it kind of mo- real fog kind of moves indiscriminately. It's kind of mind it just of sort of yeah. yeah. 
So they they didn't pull it off in the 2005 version. I didn't think. No, it was I, just, I didn't think so either. It, it didn't look as cool. It looked more like a flat thing moving across the ground right. than it did. The original was like billowing and mm-hmm. it was like a smokestack almost, you know. Right. Um, and it One was of, just awesome. And it was all encompassing too, like right. crazy. One of the other things, and it, it and it looked thicker too. Mm-hmm. Like they put this weird sort of greenish tone to it yeah. in the in the remake that yeah. I really didn't like. Um, well, they lit it with real lights too in the original. Yeah. Which also made it Which look looked that really much awesome. better, you know? Um, and another one of the little tricks that they did that I really liked, um, I didn't actually look into this, but I can only assume this is how they did it. When they would have the fog, because the fog obviously is sentient, so it can travel into things, like like purposely travel under doors or into yep. vents and stuff like that. So Or I, into electrical infrastructure. Right, that too. Yeah, stuff like that. that. So I imagine it, it's what it looks like they did. They shot it. With the they shot it with the smoke actually billowing out and then reversed the shot. Yeah. So it looks like the fog's traveling into these things, and that's just such a cool practical way of doing it that makes it look so real because it is real. You know, it's yeah, it was no, just I agree. a cool cool I, effect. I agree 100. percent The scene that I, that I thought was most impressive when it comes to the actual fog uh, in the original is when um, Adrian Barbo's son is at home with his babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called her the grandma. She's not actually a grandma. I think she's just a babysitter. Yeah. Um, she's side- the, I think she's the aunt in the 2005 version. Sidebar. The most likable old woman grandma in cinema history. I don't know about that. And, they, said, and they do her so dirty <laughs> by by just getting her grabbed out and like literally like like meat hooked to death. <laughs> it's like she was like the nicest lady. She's like, go, go upstairs. And she's like, she's, she's like, just like, this nice old lady and she's just trying to like save the kid or whatever and she's like super old and awesome and everything that comes along I'm so with it. Old. <laughs> and then they just, they just fucking like meat hook her. <laughs> I felt so bad for the woman. Oh man. And but she anyway, w- what? The, the look of the fog though where it literally encompasses the house mm-hmm. That practical fog and that density to it, yeah, is so effective. It's so good. and the way it billows up from the like when in the shot, like it'll billow up from the bottom. You know, like it yeah. hits the bottom of the house and then kind of billows upward, the way fog actually yeah. would or smoke yeah. or whatever the hell. Like it just it didn't do that in the uh, in the remake. It was just kind of like a wall that all of a sudden hit yeah. the windows and it yeah. just it didn't. It wasn't it wasn't near as effective or near as. Um, realistic quite right. frankly yeah um yeah i don't know it was my thing um what else what other what other uh the the boat i will say this i feel like the boat the pirate ship oh ship <laughs> yeah looked better in in the remake i will say that oh yeah i disagree there's, there's a scene where they're on the water and this is the first time they see it and this huge tall ship just goes right next to it mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of um of, of all things uh uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. There's a very similar shot where like, the the boat just comes out of nowhere next to another ship on the water, uh-huh. and they see it for like two seconds, then it disappears. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was a really cool scene. The remake version of it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, and I thought that was actually really cool. I uh, I'll actually I disagree just because I I felt like um, in the original. Because like in the remake, they you know they they kind of make it a point to show you the entire ship sort of coming out of the fog and then passing by. Mm-hmm. In the which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah, it, short. Yeah, but. it looked it looked cool. But in the original, t- in the original, to me, it, it was you didn't see the entire ship. It kind of took up more of the frame and was much more imposing. Yeah, that's why I like the original better. That's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? I also, and and I I have to be fair with this if we're comparing and contrasting. Mm-hmm. The original did use a little bit of CG. Um, well, I 
I guess you would call it CG. I don't even know if in the 1980 there was much use of CG. Yeah. I don't think so, because Jurassic Park pretty much revolutionized it in 94. 93. But, 93. 93. That being said, though, there were some added graphics of the fog moving over the bay. Oh, in yeah. The long shots, mm-hmm. it looked really bad. <laughs> the original. It looked classic 80s bad for that kind of stuff. What? Uh, um, it didn't you, take anything away from it. I'm just saying. How do you think they accomplished those shots? Because I, I, I don't think. Did they have CG? They probably in the 80s? overlaid film is my guess somehow oh uh, i don't I, I don't really know um they probably old film editing techniques yeah i don't either there has to be where they probably shot something and then overlaid it on top of it they could have done guess. uh i don't know if they did or they should have like they they could have probably done it pretty effectively with miniatures they could have. You know what I mean? There's actually a scene in the original uh, of the town that I thought might have been miniatures. But then in the same scene, Tom Atkins drives his awesome old busted-ass pickup <laughs> truck into it. Uh-huh. And then, like, U-turns and turns around. I'm like, well, that looked like... I don't think they could have put two together back then. I don't know. No. I don't know what it was. But My um, my guess of how they did it is they probably, like, recorded fog and shined a green light on it. And then use kind of like green screen technology, like also known as chroma key, to kind of make it a little bit transparent. But and back in the in 1980, yeah, chroma key stuff existed back then. That existed back in the Did it? okay back in the 60s. I should like, know this. I just don't. Yeah, because <laughs> think about the old surfer movies where people are sitting there and like clearly they're sitting still, but the waves are behind them and all that. Well, See, I always thought that was that just was like backstream. Backdrops that was stuff. backstream projection. A lot of that. Some of it was like also in, like, key, like, like when they're in cars and you see the background moving and the guy's just do do do. He's he's moving the steering wheel like mm. like like fifteen degrees every five seconds. And <laughs> Why clear. isn't he swerving? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, and and yeah, that's very that, that a lot of that though is rear screen projection. You know, I I might so, be wrong. It's, it's worth you, you also could be right. It. I don't yeah. know the history of chroma key and stuff like that. That'd be something interesting to look into. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that is a correction for next week. But. Um, He'll pull it up. He'll pull it up. That's what he's good that's for what... on this show, anyway. <laughs> Jancy, Jancy Pants is now uh, now known as the Brain because whenever we have a question, he looks stuck. Chroma key was invented in 1940. Wow! Wow! wow. Yep. Okay. Credited to Larry Butler, a scene featuring a genie escaping from a bottle was the first use of proper blue screen process to create a traveling mat for the th- uh, for the thief of Baghdad in 1940. Interesting. I yeah. had no idea. Which won the Academy okay. Award for what? Best special effects. Oh wow! Wow, look at that. I mean, I can make, and definitely I, understand that. So, oh, yeah. so we were so we were completely wrong. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, but yeah. Regardless of which, it didn't look the greatest no. in the eighties. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But that's kind of the charm of those old movies mm-hmm. too, though. You know, like there's there's bad old movies, and then there's charmingly bad old movies. Right. And there is a difference, you know. But there was um, a, there was another shot toward the end where Adrian Barbeau is looking out the. Uh, looking out the the lighthouse and she's been kind of uh commentating telling people in the town where the fog is traveling trying to warn them to stay away from it and then she looks out toward the hills and the fog is slowly creeping up over the hill and down toward her in the lighthouse and i thought that looked really awesome yeah i agree yeah so uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i i think too like um let's talk about the music actually because let's be honest they're they're this the the remake was was doomed from the get go, yep. as far as the music is concerned, because John Carpenter is just an absolute master of the keys. Like he just knows how to make a good synth score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like he 
there's no, there's nothing that compares to a John Carpenter score. It's funny because and the fog is again one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so good. It's such a good score. And it's funny too because to me, like most most synth scores outside of John Carpenter movies, and I'm not just saying this because I have a, a bias because I love John Carpenter so much. Most movies that use synth scores synth scores outside of John Carpenter come across as super corny. But they he's can, just. Yeah. But he's got a. He's got a way with his like choice of uh, choice of notes and stuff that even even with that like bright twinkly synth, it just serves it serves the film. You know what I mean? And yeah. we've been lucky enough to see him live twice, and uh, he plays the keys so passionately. Like, and it sounds like a weird thing to say, <laughs> but for old old like. John Carpenter. Like, I, love, I love his old man dance moves. John Carpenter. <laughs> you can tell music was like his first love almost. Mm. Like he plays the synth and the keys um, more convincingly, I think, almost than anybody else. Like like the dude, like well, it's stre- underst- that's stretching it a little bit. No, no, like the dude understands music though. He understands score. Like he he, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's it's, it's his own way of doing it. But like there's He'll never be topped in that type of, of music making. Right. It, he just won't be. Yeah. You can come close, but mm-hmm. he's, he's just incredible. And like I said, that Fog score is one of my favorite John Carpenter scores of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have that anthology record where it's it's all the main scores from all of his things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've listened to that a thousand times. That, like I said, like that one, uh, I think, actually, I think the Fog score is, again, better than the Halloween score. Mm. Less iconic. But I think it's better overall as like a piece of music. Tread lightly. I think it's better. Oh, <laughs> tread lightly. The Halloween score is only famous because of the opening number. That's it. The do 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 like it's that good. Was really, that was really good. It was a good recreation. No, it's good. Riveting. But the fog is a better piece of music. It's a better piece of music. Yeah, I'd have to. It was a little less melodic, to be honest. Like, I felt like Halloween, at least, I I guess I'm playing into your point. At least the opener had a bit more of a melody to it yeah. than the fog stuff, which is what makes it well, more. Well, the Halloween theme yeah, also, also just repeats itself over and over in a different in a different. Yeah. key or a I mean, different note but it's so creepy no it is I'm not saying and it's in 5-4 there's something about the fact that it's in 5-4 that automatically makes you like it, I never caught sub, that subconsciously it makes you uncomfortable exactly because there's something about it like if you if you're the type of person who doesn't know how to bob their head to 5-4 and all of a sudden on one beat your head is going down and then your head's going up, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" I don't know. Like, it's it's it's. There's something insidious about a five four, a five four beat that kind of gets in your brain, and you're like, "I don't know why this makes me uncomfortable, but it does." You know what I mean? I agree. No, I I, um, I, I do. But I do agree with you that the score for this movie is incredible. I, the score for all John Carpenter movies no, are incredible. Sure, to be fair, sure, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I just absolutely love it. There's no. Actually, there's nothing that even comes to mind with the remake, like like as far as the oh, music goes. There's something that comes to mind for me. Oh, me too. Uh, and as far as and, the music and goes, it's, yep, and it's where they lost me. Um, so the, there's the oh. there's the there's the opening scene, and then after the opening scene, 
as they're as they're doing the uh, like the helicopter <laughs> shot across the water or whatever oh, it was. Gosh, Fallout Boy. Yeah, I was like, I'm done right that there. That was yep. the most out of context oh, song God. to put there. But here's the thing: like, it makes I sense felt, for 2005. But yeah, come on. I felt yeah. like that was such a classic, like early 2000 thing, like intense opener. Fallout Boy, yeah, intense opener, Green Day. Like I <laughs> felt like that was time with the fog. <laughs> Baby, these pirates are pissy. Well, yeah, and then I guess and like, like talk about talk about being like right on the nose yeah. too, because you just watched a ship sink to the bottom of the ocean. And then they come in with, we're going down, down. And I was like, fuck oh, you. I, did, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. That's awful. That makes it so much more sickening. <laughs> it's like, they're like, oh, how, I how, hate this movie more now. Like, how can we take this terrible song and work the lyrics into what you just saw? <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that it's a terrible song because I like Fall Out Boy. I don't like Fall Out but Boy. But Fall Out Boy was like literally the worst. You could have put a Hootie and the Blowfish in there and it would have been better. <laughs> And I love Hooded Blowfish, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that was the the most horrid decision that, that could actually would have made more sense. I'm such a baby. The dolphins make me cry. Right? <laughs> just the water. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. That was I. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad choice. Real bad choice. But even, <laughs> but even as the actual score is concerned, yeah, there was nothing stand out. Yeah, the there was nothing story. remarkable about you know, the the new one. It's almost I, like the dude that scored, which is like. Oh, I'm rescoring a John Carpenter one. Well, f- here I'll just I'll give you the status quo. I'm just gonna quo. fart on my done? keyboard. And I, then, uh... I fart on no keyboard. <laughs> I did like one thing: the noise where it was like the intense gasps. Gasps. I don't know what else to call them. Where it's like, huh? or I can't do it. That's well, that was terrible. <laughs> what was but that it, one more time? It, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it during like jump scares and stuff like that? Not during the jump scares. It was like. It just would play during the music, where every so often it would make those intense gasp noises. And have to, like, have I to did go back it and re-listen to it. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it. I I listened to that. And I was like, okay, I actually do like that sound in relation to the rest of it because it was kind of like an airy gasp in in a movie I called The Fog. Nice. And uh, yeah, fun, I don't uh, jokes. like. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't watching it and hating on the score by any means. Like I'm. But it was I, just unforgettable, or, or or very forgettable. It was forgettable. Not forgettable. Yeah. Unremarkable. Is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. We didn't actually touch on this uh, at all, but uh, the remake was directed by a guy named Rupert Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright. Not Rufus. Not Rufus <laughs> Wainwright. Rupert Wainwright, who did other classics, such as Stigmata, which I love Stigmata. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Uh, he also did um, a, a movie from my childhood, the ever-terrifying Blank Check. Oh, dude, he did? <laughs> he did Blank Check. Oh, I loved that movie so much when I was let's younger. Let's just keep diving into his uh, his filmography. Please tell me he did porn at some point. Uh, <laughs> close, <laughs> those close. Are, those are always the best left Very, turns. very close. He did all of the early MC Hammer music videos. <laughs> and before oh, that's that... that's even better than porn. And before that, mm-hmm. this guy, Rufus Wainwright, probably the most white name... Rupert. Of, Rupert Wainwright, <laughs> probably even more the most white name I've ever heard in my life, directed the video for Straight Outta Compton from really? NWA. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's weird. This guy's got a pedigree. Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I th- and I, I we're actually, questioning his music choices. Yeah, I actually respect him a little more now. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I mean, what else, what else you guys got? Like, what else between the two movies did you think worked? Didn't work? Like, was like, was there anything glaring out to you guys? Um, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I feel I, I liked the, I liked the original. Um, what am I trying to say here? Oh. I like the original plot of just the idea of them not, not being into the leopard colony coming into their area and so they so it was a big murder plot uh because the other one was i guess the other one was sort of a murder plot too wasn't it well yeah yeah because they actually those are both the same i'm trying to think of ah, damn it this is this is this is what happens when you watch two movies back to back oh so the other one was a little bit especially when they're the same movie right (laughs) so the other one was the the founding fathers uh they actually boarded the leper ship and they were going to make they were going going to make a uh a deal with them and then they double crossed them yep and to me i kind of like the idea of uh the original they were they were good men who decided to do a shitty thing and and then they had to pay for it right yep um in the remake they weren't good men because they got on the boat and they not only were they going to double cross these people and steal all their riches, but then they just like mercilessly murdered every on, everybody on board. I think it was just the fact that you actually saw it happen that I didn't like. Yeah, because it it was I'm trying to think. Of, I'm I'm trying to think of how to exactly to explain this. Like I said in the in the original, it was like good men who felt like they needed to do something to protect their town, whereas in the remake, it was. They were shitheads who decided to take advantage of some people because they knew that they had a bunch of money. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I, I don't know. That was that was one of the changes in the story that I really didn't like. The other one was um, Elizabeth Williams. Her her whole story, how she kept having flashbacks to drowning. Yep. And you really didn't know what was going on. Like, oh, why does she keep having the like? You you thought maybe it was because one of her ancestors Elizabeth were Williams. Elizabeth Williams, uh, Maggie Grace's. Character oh yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're like, why does she keep having these flashbacks? Why is she, why like, is is it because she's connected with one of her ancestors or something like they that? They don't really explain anything. No, they well. So what I took away from it was she was basically. She was not actually one of the uh, founding fathers. She she was the she was the reincarnation of. Uh, I, oh, I'm gonna, wow, this just got deep. I'm gonna say his name wrong again. Is it Rich? Uh, uh, Adam Blake. What the hell is his name? He was like the main leper. The sure, main I don't leper. have actually have his name written down. Damn it! There, I'll so. find it in a minute. Okay. But Blake. Sure. When they go back and they and they finally show the founding fathers killing everybody on the boat she is one of the lepers and she is uh blake's wife and so she died which means her her uh, her her bloodlines ended at that point right but then a basically a, a perfect carbon copy is born years later and then toward the end of the movie, she like reclaims her spot among the lepers. Because the last thing you see is Andrew Blake, or Andrew Blake, I don't know if it's Andrew or not. Blake, at the end, he kind of reclaims her as one of the lepers, yeah. and she turns into a ghost. Yep. 
That's so stupid. Yeah, I, I hated I that I so just, much. That was real. I know. Dumb. I was just like tripping over my words because yeah. I was trying to remember long, how everything went down. Long story short, but... the love interest uh, is actually like, what did you take it as like she was dead the whole time? Mm-mm. Like what? Like that's, that's what I'm wondering. Like did she at, at first? But then I, but then I was, I was reading up on it a little well, maybe bit. Maybe she left town, died, and it was her ghost that came back. But didn't they bang? <laughs> yeah, they did. Can you bang a ghost? Ghost? Oh, banging? ghost. Oh, I guess Dan Oh, Acro- I'm Dan- ectoplasming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Dan Aykroyd gets a blowy in right. Ghostbusters. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Totally, totally legit. All right. Uh, I, I, so I, that's what I thought at first. I was like, was she dead the whole time? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the deal here? But then basically what the synopsis says is um, she was... She was a reincarnation. So, so one of the founding fathers ended up having children, but for some reason, her being was kind of like put into their lineage. So, when Elizabeth was born, she was like basically the reincarnation of Blake's wife. And so, when he saw her at the end of the they movie, really, he's like, "Well, I'm taking my woman back." They really muddied up the waters in the remake, as yeah, far as yeah. that goes. That, that's completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's like they were trying to add this, this like new level of something, mm-hmm. but it failed miserably. Like it, it didn't add anything, and quite frankly, I think it took away from the story. Yeah, I think it was just convoluted and just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it was just yeah. that whole storyline was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, if you want me to keep going with complaints that I, I have mean, about the, let's uh, we're getting to the we're getting to the end of our uh, end of the show here. So let's rapid fire. If you yeah, got, like, I'll just I'll just bring fire. I'll just bring up one other thing. I I liked that in the original they kept the storyline separate, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much until the very end. Like Adrian Barbeau's <laughs> character never even meets up with the rest of them. No, she stays in the in the in the lighthouse the that entire scene time. Where she's apologizing to her kid for not coming to oh, get her. Yeah. Is like a, a little bit heartbreaking. It's because like, bu- she actually doesn't know if he's dead or not. No, that's a bummer. No, good thing Tom Atkins busted out a window like a fucking yeah. champ, got him out of the house. Like a hero. Which they redid that exact scene, like literally shot for shot in mm-hmm. the remake. Yeah. There were a few scenes that they, they the, kept the, pretty close yeah, to the original. Yeah, in the remake, the son was in his room. He's like, somebody save <laughs> me. And Tom Mullen was like, I'm here. Bang. He busted out the window like, I'm Superman, bitch. Like that. <laughs> that, but yeah, it's exactly no, how it happened. But yeah, with uh, with Selma Blair playing that character um, of Stevie Wayne, yep. they... They took her out of the lighthouse and reunited her with uh, with the rest of the characters, and I didn't I didn't really like that. I kind of liked that they kept th- th- like three different stories going in the original all at the same time, yeah. and then they finally meshed two of the stories together at the end with like uh, with um, Father Malone and uh, Tom Atkins and yeah. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, sorry, there's dinosaurs. Prancing around upstairs or something. <laughs> Jay and I both heard it right. Don't fuck is going on up there. Fuck. I heard it too, but I decided to keep a little bit of professionalism. Yeah, no, there's no professionalism. <laughs> um, one thing that I want to add is that the uh, one of the reasons why the original looked so good is because the production designer was a, a guy named uh, and, and and editor co-editor was a guy named Tommy Lee Wallace. Now, if you know the name Tommy Lee Wallace, which you should if you're a horror fan, uh, he's a director. Uh, of the original It miniseries. Mm-hmm. He did Halloween 3. He also did Fright Night Part 2. And then later on, he did the John Carpenter uh, produced Vampires Los Mirtos. 
uh, which I've not actually seen that. I've seen the no, original Vampires. It was just okay. It was, no. That's towards the end of John Carpenter's directorial career, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't the greatest movie ever. But he also did three episodes of Flipper. <laughs> Faster than lightning? Faster than lightning, Jay. Um, <laughs> uh, he also, though, uh, so Tommy Lee Wallace, though, like, he's got a good eye. He's a horror dude. Yeah. So he made, he was going to make sure things looked good, especially mm-hmm. back in the heyday of the 80s when, like, this, like, was a blossoming, you know, genre. Right. Um, he also, Tommy Lee Wallace, is, as a bit of trivia, he's worked with John Carpenter a lot uh, from the very, very, very beginning. He was art department on Dark Star. Mm-hmm. He did uh, didn't sound. He also, didn't he also act in Dark Star? Might have been. He I might think have. He yeah. Did. Uh, he did art and sound on Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Precinct. Uh, he was the assistant director on Big Trouble in Little China. Editor on Halloween. Like he in in the early years of John Carpenter, Tommy Lee Wallace was all over those movies, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that quite possibly, like it's John Carpenter, obviously, but Tommy Lee Wallace had a lot to do with the look and the sound and the overall presentation of early John Carpenter movies. Yeah, yeah. I think he might actually be a bit of an unsung hero into the reason that people love John Carpenter movies so mm-hmm. much. So that should not be understood. I wanted to pay him a little bit of a tribute to that. Um, uh, just, yeah. just, to, just to avoid a correction from next week, uh, he did not act in Dark Star. Oh, he did not? Okay. But he was... He did play Michael Myers in Halloween. He's uncredited. Everybody played Michael Myers in <laughs> no, Halloween. Of, of Deborah course. Hill played Michael Myers in <laughs> yeah. Halloween. Um, he was also one of the ghosts in The Fog. Yep. He was the Silver Shamrock commercial announcer in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Yep. And, uh, oh, wow, he was in The Boy Who Could Fly. Do you remember that movie? I don't. Movie? I don't. You've never seen that movie? Is that the sequel to Bubble Boy? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's all that's important. Uh, okay, real quick, couple couple questions for you. Sure. Who played the better um, Nick Castle? Was it Tom Atkins or was it Tom Welling? Tom Atkins. All right, that's yeah. right. Yep. That, that's Agreed. the correct answer. <laughs> Who played the better Stevie? Um, I'm gonna go with Adrian Barbeau. Okay. Second, second girl for me. Second girl, uh, the Selma Blair. Selma Blair. Yes. Yep. She was um, one of my earliest like famous like hollywood crushes like we all have them when we're sure younger. so yeah. aside aside from that if you kind of if you kind of take the fact that she's acting wise like which a, character a total babe out of the out of the mix like it just as far as the character goes and especially i'm focusing on the the radio voice here true who do radio you, voice who do you think deal. did the voice better i like okay. both i i like both i think they were both appropriate for the time that they were in in the movies I agree with that. I'm still gonna go with Adrian Barbeau though. She had I, she had more of the sleepy voice, whereas uh, true. and I like that. Whereas Selma Blair did the sort of the more like sultry, seductive voice. I agree. I think that um, I think that Adrian Barbeau was absolutely fantastic. I think I might give it to Selma Blair though. Yeah. I I think that I might. Maybe it's because it's a little bit more modern. You I think you might give it to Selma Blair. I mean, I think about it. I think about it, but um, I, maybe it's because it's a more modern, and I just I am I'm more. Um, connected, You're a modern con- guy. Connected to that, I guess. Sure. Um, that being said, I, I Adrian Barbeau in in the fog always reminds me of the 
radio DJ in the Warriors for some reason. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're very similar in the way that they speak, that sultry sort of voice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Warrior, or hey, gangs, we hear the Warriors are out on 6 Central. But mm-hmm. like, it's, a very, it's a very similar way that she talks. I just got half chub, by the way, oh, from yeah. you doing that. Only half. Yes. <laughs> that's that's actually all I can muster up these days. <laughs> that, 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 that's all you can muster up today, <laughs> James. James, ah. yeah. James actually calls me before he's about to go get it on. He's like, Mike, Mike, I need I need some help. <laughs> I need some of that sultry voice, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we okay. got a good relationship. Yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, those are those are the fogs. The fogs. The the fogs. The fags. <laughs> Care, careful there. <laughs> careful there. Um, anyway, yeah, those, those those are the two fog movies. Uh, I mean, watch both. Give get your own opinion. Uh, let us know what you thought. Um, I think for our money, we we're going to go with the original oh, yeah. for the remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is they're bro- they're both worth a watch. Though one of these days, we will find a remake worthy of mm. being better than the original. Maybe uh, maybe the upcoming Island of Doctor Moreau. Possibly, that, that, but that'd be hopefully a if that actually happens. That'd be a three way though. That's true. Well, I'm Island just thinking of Lost of, Souls, which was the, technically the original. Well, I'm thinking of the two Richard Stanley versions. Yeah. If that I, actually, I, I if that hope, actually happens, I hope it happens. He's working on um, a movie with uh, Elijah Wood, and Nicolas Cage, right now. Yeah, which we've talked about. Oh so, boy, the the color of something. Yeah, I can't remember I what it's called, but it's going to be good. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> super excited about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like you said, for our money, the original. But uh, watch both of them. Let us know what you think. Yep. Uh, I think that's it, eh, boys? I think that's it. All right. Before well, we, well, before we do that, let's do our uh, oh, wheel of pizza death. Oh, we can actually do death. the wheel of pizza death? Let's do that before we give our outro. That way, you know, people don't turn it off before we actually get there. Sure. And this week, we're actually going to let Justin give, give an outro as well. Oh, we are? Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you sure? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty generous this week. I don't know. Hey. I don't, I'm not sure that he's earned it, <laughs> seeing how he's been uh, he's been off on his facts for the last uh, three, three or three weeks. Oh, jeez, yikes. No, I think he proved you wrong during the break that the the, the, yeah, the two ninety three. I'm still going to look good. into this. I'm going to do every single possible combination, but you know. <laughs> All right, wheel of pizza right, death. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the worst. Don't hold it that close <laughs> to your microphone. No, you're going to break it. Off. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to break it. Let's see here. Uh, uh, oh, please, 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 please. Damn it. What? Oh, it did not <laughs> land on the retrospective, which I was very looking forward to. Why? What did uh, you have in line for that? All right, you'll, you'll oh, find out later. Okay, uh, so this is a movie pick of movie picks of the beer. We have a choice here. Uh, we have either we can do Evil Art, which is the Devil's Candy and Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay. Or we can do Stay for the Pay, which is House and Haunted Hill. I liked your haunting. head motion during that. It was, right? it was nice. Very sassy. Stay for the pay. Stay for the pay. So what are those? What are, House what are... on Haunted Hill and The Haunting. What do, you uh, think? what do you think? I'm going to go with Evil Art because I haven't seen either of those movies and I would like to watch both of them. I'm into that. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, so so Devil, that, Devil's Candy and... The Devil's Candy and Velvet Buzzsaw, Velvet which Buzzsaw, is a brand, which is new, brand new, new movie on uh, Netflix. And Devil's Candy is what, only like a year and a half old, two years, Which I have so. seen. It's fantastic. I like me some Ethan Embry, too. Oh, so. Ethan Embry, dude. Yeah. Dude. Empire Records. Just don't it, yeah. All day. All right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all major streaming services, and uh, we are on Tinder. So uh, swipe right. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people, I gotta say, a lot of people are swiping right. <laughs> 
when I go on there, like I'll go on there like once a week. I think I said this before. I'll go on there like once a week, and just like hyper swipe to get people, you know, to to like people. But like you're a hyper swiper. At, at least half, at least half of the people that I swipe on have already liked us. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy talk. Mm-hmm. That's because we're so what? attractive. Tinder is the is the new frontier for advertisement. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm attractive. No, no. no. I really needed that affirmation today. (laughs) Do it in the mirror then, you bitch. (laughs) If you want to find J-Rod, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. And if you want to find Jancy Pants over here, you can find me on facebook.com slash Jancy Pants. That's it? Just Facebook? Are you on Instagram? No Instagram? Well, you can find me on those. Actually, yeah, you can on all three. <laughs> I don't really go on those. And yeah. uh, look for him on SoundCloud. He's going to be dropping his his uh, rap debut oh. album pretty soon. Oh, it's yeah. called Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. How did you know? Because yeah. you produced no, it. No, no, the, yeah. the, the new record, <laughs> the new record is called You Got Jans in Your Pants. <laughs> I'm also picturing, per your last comment, that he's going to go home into the mirror now and just be like, I'd fuck me. <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, All right, boys. Hey. Fun night. Until next time. Adios. Cheers, Cheers, boys. When did we get glass bottles? <laughs> Try to have a good night. <laughs>